Well, we return again to our Monster Mash series, this time covering another King Kong film. I think, uh, was it the last two or three that were King Kong? King Kong of Atlantis. Yep. Kong Skull Island. And now Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, okay. So this will be a third. Yeah, the third one. Here we go. Yeah, so I guess we'll... I don't know if you guys have any initial things you want to say before we jump in. It's, it's such a long movie, so... I'm ready. Everybody go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> sure. Uh, but if everyone has their copies at timestamp zero, we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. Ladies and gentlemen, those in between, get ready to go back in time. Though that wasn't exactly a great thing back the, the, the past. But I will say I was surprised they didn't homage the original Universal uh logo very much oh, agree with yeah the little plane flying around i've been seeing a lot of that because i've been watching the old frankensteins <laughs> that would have been cool like they do this part here this is an homage in the classic hollywood font if that is the if that is the correct term but <laughs> i'm surprised they just didn't do the universal logo like art, art, an art deco type look thank you that's what it is arc deco yeah art oh but speaking of going back in time did either of you guys see this in the theater when it came out? Absolutely, yes. Isaac? Nope, not at all. Yeah, me either. I wanted to desperately, but no, I never got to see it. I had to, of course. And how was the theatrical experience? Was it uh, kind of brutal sitting through the length here? or? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've never really had an issue with that. Um, hmm. uh, maybe I'd have to think long and hard about particular movies that were you know, slogs, but generally speaking, um, I'm usually in it for most movies that are, you know, that approach three hours more or less. I'm usually fine with it. Um, as long as it's a halfway decent movie. Mm. Yeah. We'll definitely discuss the pace. So I don't have memories of that. Oh, except for, I don't know when I first started having the thought, but similar, similar thoughts a person may have with this movie in terms of its length and it's different acts or multiple acts i had the same issue i remember going way back to uh when jurassic park lost world uh came out and i remember seeing that at the movies and i remember Mm -hmm. having that a particular feeling about the final act coming on in that movie as with this one um so there is that i do remember that that's fair Oh, but I will just comment all this like 1930s visuals here. I think they capture it very well. Like all this stuff looks looks really good, and not too uh, period inaccurate, which I can sometimes feel with movies that reach back this far. Yeah, certainly painting a picture of what the piece is gonna feel like and look like. Hmm. Oh, so for you, Isaac. Um, you know, Eric saw this in the theater. When did you uh, first see this? About what time is it right now? Uh, roughly oh. <laughs> seven hours ago. Oh, interesting. That's insane. I've seen like, like, uh, like everybody, I think I've, you, you can't really not see a movie nowadays. Uh, if you're on the internet where you'll, no matter what site you're on, like whether whether it's ads or somebody's talking about it on Twitch or YouTube or some other streaming service or video sharing website, there'll always be clips of every movie, and this one is no different. Where I have seen clips of it, particularly the one where Kong fights three T Rexes at once, 
Um, and then, yeah, that's it. So just like, you know, bits and pieces, mm. but not the full, full, full length through. What was it? Was it something that you had much interest in seeing or was it one of those things where you feel like, oh, I've seen so much. I already kind of know the movie. I don't really care to sit through that's the That's a good thing. question. I'd say like option C in that I didn't <laughs> never, I never had a reason to go to it. Mm. I don't know why. Like it just, I guess it just never wowed me for some reason. Um, did you, had you seen much of the older King Kongs like before then or I've seen like at least three quarters of the way through is the 76 film. Hmm. At least from, you know, when they're on the, uh, oil rig to the skull Island and then back and they show them off and they climbs the world trade center. Oh, okay. the whole movie. Spoilers for that movie. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I remember being so hyped for this movie when it came out. I'd seen the original one many times on TV. I don't think I ever saw the full thing of the 70s one, but I'd, I'd certainly seen bits and pieces. But my parents were, I don't know what was what, what was up with them, but they were super weird about going to the movie theater. Some sort of weird Christian thing. They were like, oh, it. yeah, Christians need to be separate. They can't go to the movies. Some stupid thing like that. But there's a VeggieTales movie that's going to come out around that same time. Can we go and see it then? No, you have to wait till it comes out on VHS. Oh, but that. didn't Prince of Egypt also come out on theaters? No, nah, it's on VHS. It's fine. I never liked VeggieTales. Hey. <laughs> oh, but I did uh, I did pick this up on DVD quite quickly after it came out, and I probably saw it like a, like a dozen times. But, but for whatever reason, this has never been a movie that I've necessarily liked. I've enjoyed watching it, but every time I do, I just feel a certain level of dissatisfaction interesting and i think i think it's partially what eric was talking about with it feeling like kind of separate movies all in one i see well not going into that immediately i asked this earlier to eric off topically sure. but uh or uh, maybe not off recording but what is um how does the dvd look uh and then how does the blu-ray look and then the 4k release to you how does uh I assume obviously the 4K version is the superior, but what is the DVD? Is it just like really, really, really watered down, or was it like the best visuals you ever saw back in 06 or well, seven? In back in 0506, I had already long graduated, or not long. Um, actually, no. What am I saying? That was around the transition time. Uh, I never had this on DVD that I recall. Um, I got it when it came out on Blu-ray, which would have been probably around 2006, 2007. Um, so I can't speak to the Blu-ray. I mean, I'm sorry, the DVD. And the Blu-ray was par for the course because at the time, everything, especially recent movies, um, everything looked good at first when Blu-ray came out. So it was hard to judge things. With DVD <laughs> uh, in general, there was, there was a, a much wider... Um, span of things that were bad transfers and okay transfers and, and great transfers. Yeah. But with Blu-rays, and again, the movies that were fresh, everything pretty much looked good. So th this was, you know, this this was looking as good as anything could look on Blu-ray. Uh, and stepping back for a second, um, I had to watch this at the movies when it came out because in 2005, Peter Jackson was still king of the world as far as like the director of the moment, you know, there's times when James Cameron's been that guy or Steven Spielberg, but this was Peter Jackson's mm -hmm. moment. And this is barely two years after return of the King. Um, 
And so I was all in and I knew it was going to be Weta and all that stuff. And, uh, and so I, I had to see it. Um, it was a big deal at the movies, but anyway, the 4k UHD, I got this about a year, year and a half ago. Um, and I had not watched the movie probably since, I don't know, 2008 or something was the last time I had seen it on Blu-ray until I, uh, until I got this because I always wanted the extended version on Blu-ray, the collector's edition, but I never got it. Um, so I finally remedied that when I got this 4k UHD and okay. Yes, this is the best movies ever looked. There's no question about that with modern, with, um, HDR and all that business. It does make a lot of the effects, like it smooths them out more. Uh, it makes them look a little bit more natural than they would appear on the Blu-ray. It doesn't fix everything. Uh, but there's not something else weird that happens um, with the 4K version, and that is big movies that came out around this time, 2005, six, and seven. I don't know if you if you get really into color grading and and mm-hmm. the trends of the days, like, depending on what years you're looking at. Movies at this time, the big ones, they had this. I don't know. It's a certain like Instagram. Uh, filter or something that like makes things pop in a weird way. Um, Casino Royale looks like that. I mean, as amazing as, as the movie is, it, it was of that time. And so were the first two Transformers movies as well. These are other examples of movies that, that pop in this weird, like saturated color yeah, type unnatural. of way. Yeah. Like hyper real almost. And it was, it was very much the trend at the time. Now, I feel like they should have been more careful with this 4K conversion because mm-hmm. it has those elements, but they've they've blown them out a bit too much, um, and it's it feels like everything is much too bright um, with the way they remastered this for 4K. Do you have this version, Caleb, or because you sound like you're, yeah. you're like you're agreeing, like you've seen the same as me? Yeah, I've got the 4K. Yeah, it, it makes them. I, I don't know how to describe how it makes their skin like. I was gonna say a little clayish, but that's not quite right. But there's something. No, it's not that. Because um, that's a that's an issue that's usually caused by DNR clay skin. Yeah, it's it's not that same issue. It's this is not that. But it. it yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very strange. Another way is is to say like I don't I don't know if people know, but. The settings that TVs, when they're in like a demo mode at a, at a store, um, they're set to pop and like catch people's attention. But that's not the way you should have it set. Like when you take the TV home, because uh, it's an unnatural, like hyper, like color looking thing. Uh, and so that's what this looks like. And it's not, I feel like I need to readjust the settings on my television. It's not supposed to look this bright. Um, I mean, I guess it's pleasing to it's it's too unnatural though it's 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 yeah, yeah. Um, it's just blown out and but everything else I feel like looks looks good but the people look off like something's just slightly slightly not right about their their skin maybe skin tone I, I don't know what it makes it sometimes look like their makeup was just done incorrectly too so it's yeah it's it's a little odd but 
but all like the landscape shots, this this city stuff, I feel like holds up quite well. Even though a lot of it was CGI, I feel like you can't tell a ton. It's like the prequels. It's weird because like the scenes I'm looking at right now in you know New York City, it simultaneously looks really good in the effects department, but at the same time, because again of the 4K, some things look too perfect. Um, like when you play hmm. like a, a video game, uh, like imagine if you're playing something like uh, GTA five, but you have like the most expensive computer and the most expensive graphics card. And you, let's pretend you mod it to eight K and it would look amazing. But at the same time, like the cars would look so sharp that you would know, like you're, it's a video game and not real life. Um, and I'm almost getting that effect here. And again, I think it's the lighting that's screwing the whole thing up because, uh, this would be an interesting movie to compare to uh, uh, the first Captain America when they're in the Brooklyn scenes because there's obviously a lot of CGI there for New York City. And I don't think they had the CGI budget for Captain America that they did for this. Um, but because that movie's toned down and has almost like a, a faux Sophia look, it kind of like hides it more and makes it look more period appropriate. Whereas with this, again, it's like a hyper realized version of uh of the 1930s in technicolor you know that's what it's like it's like when you watch technicolor movies and they're almost so colorful it's almost too much like uh wizard of oz or probably some musicals the early color musicals where it's just like a little bit over the top with the colors oh just to briefly interrupt you there what'd you guys think of the little king kong reference there with saying that uh fay ray was off working with miriam c cooper I never caught it until you mean was, RKO, right? Yes, RKO. Yeah, with working with RKO. Yeah, I yeah. kind of got that. I was just like, ah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> supposed to be the original. I'm like, ah, I got you there. Nice one. I never caught it until I saw a YouTube video earlier today, actually, and they pointed that out. And like they said, so did RKO in this universe? Did they happen to just be making a King Kong movie, and then these guys fell into a real King yeah. Kong movie, or? Did they end up going on their adventure and then in this universe, RKO based their movie off true events? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple little inside jokes like that. Like um, we saw that Driscoll's film was just kind of like stock footage of his travels. Yeah. That was absolutely something that Marion C. Cooper and um, Ernest T. Shodasak. Shodasak? I can't remember how to say his name. That was just basically their model of making films. They would just go on travels and shoot stuff and then just string a story together with it. So that was kind of a reference there. Even him being like, oh, like I'm rewriting the whole thing. That was actually a meta reference for this movie where they rewrote this whole opening section a week before they started shooting because they were like, oh, it's just not working. Let's scrap everything and just create this mystery map. Before that, uh, Carl Denham already knew about Skull Island and knew about the monster. It was just focused on him trying to find Anne here. There was no mystery, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that line, yeah, oof, not, uh... yeah. And this line here is a direct rip from the uh, thirty-three one. Please sit down. <laughs> uh, no, the the no no funny business line. No monkey business, more like. Maybe we can talk or think about this more later. But speaking of editing the movie, uh, or paring it down, like, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Like, how would I edit this now? 
Um, since an issue for me, as previously stated, is too many acts acts in the movie ACTS. I almost wish the movie started with them already being on the boat and they're at the beginning of the voyage. And I would like if they would hash out all the things that are hashing out in New York right now, like of setting up the characters and everything. Uh, I would prefer if, like I said, we were already in the beginning of the boat voyage and maybe we could just skip to that part. I think that would go a long way to uh, improving this movie overall for me. Yeah, I, I I can agree there because I actually do like a lot of this stuff early on in New York. It's all the boat stuff where I feel like there's not enough material to justify <laughs> how long it goes on. And another advantage of what I'm saying is um, you save the spectacle of New York City for the final act, which I think would add more um, to the final act if you were just like, oh my gosh, look at this. Whereas we're kind of already ooing and aahing already at the at the amazingly expensive scenery that we're seeing out on the streets. Oh, oh, kind of savor New York, you're saying. Mm. Yes. Instead of spending so much time at the front end and then at the back end. Yes, I think that would be the added advantage of that edit. Yeah, I could see that. Is Isaac still with us? Oh, but since we're since we're heading to the ship here soon, I'm going to quickly make a little Peter Jackson reference. Have either of you guys have either of you guys seen uh, Dead Alive? I keep meaning to. I want to. Uh, you, Eric? I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's Peter Jackson's third film. It's an extremely over the top gore film. Um, no, I don't know this one. Very funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but it uh, it opens up with this rat. It's called a Sumatran rat monkey. And um, it came from Skull Island in uh, Dead Alive, they say that. And it uh, had sex with, it was like these monkeys were having sex with these rats and it created this combination that creates zombies. And in this movie coming up here when they're going through the ship, we actually see an animal cage that says Sumatran Rat Monkey. So I'll, I'll try to point that out when it comes up, but I thought that I'll was I'll keep a... my eyes peeled for that. That's that's hilarious. I can't imagine what that, what that original film even looks yeah, like. Yeah. That you just described. It's it's hilarious. There's a, uh, I don't want to briefly spoil it, but there is a, uh, a scene where this priest starts like using martial arts against zombies. It's it's really hilarious, and he has the best line in the movie. I'd say, even though I've never seen it before, uh, <laughs> pardon my language. Uh, he goes, "I kick ass for the Lord," <laughs> in a New Zealand accent. <laughs> That's not even part of how crazy that movie gets. That's. Yeah, one of my favorite Peter Jackson movies, if not my favorite Peter Jackson movie. I don't know. 19 years ago, someone recommended I go check out whatever the thing is with the puppets. Oh, Meet the Feebles. By Peter Jackson. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And I remember watching that and being like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm like, I don't I don't think I even watched the entire thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. He, he definitely was like making trauma films in New Zealand. So you kind of have to go in expecting that kind of movie. But... But I appreciate the two I've seen, Bad Taste and and uh, Dead Alive. One day I'll see Meet the Feebles, but yeah, I've not heard great things with that one. Now, even though this movie is all CGI and blah, 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 mm-hmm. they do, don't they? I, I haven't scoured the special features that much, but don't they do? Because I feel like the effects right now in this scene on the dock, very 
1930s or black and white era special effects. Um, yes. So, I, yeah. <laughs> I actually did watch a little bit of the behind the scenes and Peter Jackson said one of the ethos with the special effects with this movie was to emulate the style of the 1933 special effects where they would do real things in the foreground. Um, in the midground, they would do kind of just matte paintings or I should say the background. And then the mid midground area, they would have the more kind of moving parts effects. So I feel like that kind of uh, makes it just blend better. Having a little bit more reality to it, unlike the prequels where like absolutely everything at a certain point was CGI, which is just terrible. No one ever looks like they're anywhere. Looks like everyone's just walking in front of a green screen. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Yes, correct. Because these things, these shots that we've been seeing from the dock and even now, in, now we're in the ship interior, um, these would have been uh, processed or uh, what do you call it? Front projection shots back in the day. Um, mm. And that's what these, even though these are probably digital mats or something, um, instead, this very much looks like throwback special effects. I almost want to, something I used to do a lot 10 plus years ago is I intentionally set my TV or monitor to black and white for certain movies. I want to set my monitor to black and white right now and, to, and just like watch the rest of the movie and fake black and white. Yeah, I wish the PS5 had like a feature like that where it's just like play the play the game in black and white. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it'd not be, it wouldn't be true black and white, but it'd still be pretty cool. It will, yeah. A big reason why it isn't true is because they don't have the makeup and the lighting and you know how like reds don't look or certain colors don't look right, but black and white makers knew that. So they were wearing like the proper shades of gray, etc. So that's the reason it doesn't always work so well, but it's still a fun experiment I like to do every now and then. I still think the black and white version of the pilot episode of Walking Dead is pretty, pretty darn cool. Oh, I've never seen that. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Basically, if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to understand what, like, he he goes into further by black and white, go listen to our lighthouse commentary or scene by scene. Caleb goes into a lot of that in that one. Oh yeah, only What's for that lighthouse? specific type of black and white. The lighthouse. Oh, the lighthouse. Yes, so, yes. White House. The lighthouse. Excuse me. I was like, is that is that like a different version of Casablanca? Is what I was thinking. But yeah, it's just this like orthochromatic. It's um, it's the Norwegian version of of Casablanca. <laughs> oh, but I was gonna say, uh, even though I haven't enjoyed a lot of the humor up to this point, I do think that this little joke here worked well with him just trying to casually uh, hold him up. I thought that was kind of amusing. Was that uh, was that Boba Fett we just saw? That was not um, Takeo Morrison. I don't believe that was him. And that, I mean, I don't want to say that all Maori look alike or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we'll get into the, some of the Maori stuff with this film. Oh, boy. <laughs> I had some because I watched this actually earlier this year back in. Oh, I think it was April just just because I'd bought the 4K. And while I was watching some of the native scenes, I'm like, these people feel like they're people in blackface, but I don't know. But since I watched some of the behind the scenes stuff today, now I've got confirmation let's so. uh let's let's wait till we get to that point if you don't if you don't mind yeah we'll save that <laughs> well did you see that story recently I don't, I don't know if it's true or not the, the one that said there was a particular orc in lord of the rings that was supposedly the face was modeled after harvey weinstein no i didn't oh boy um <laughs> I, to me it doesn't really look like harvey weinstein but i've always noticed that particular orc because it has a, 
a very distinctive face um, anyway, regardless of any of relation to Harvey Weinstein. Uh, but I, I, I need to send you all like a picture of that particular orc because that orc, I feel like, is like the inspiration of the island people you were just speaking of. I feel like that orc could just like blend in with them. Uh, oh, interesting. Like those are his people, but I don't know. That's that's an aside. <laughs> oh, but I'll I'll just say, even though this shot here clearly, you know, they're not in front of that real background, but I still feel like it blends pretty well. Oh, I'm I'm down with all these types of effects that we're seeing. It's it's a it's actually similar to how things kind of look in in Sin City, except in Sin City. The back, the black and white actually kind of hides the more inferior CG of that movie. Um, oh, there's a smart yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it right there. <laughs> nice. Just to sorry to interrupt, Eric. <laughs> no, you're fine. But whereas, if Sin City was in color, you know, you would see how cheap the CGI is in that in that movie. Um, well, it's also obviously like cartoonesque or graphic novel esque. But uh, this is like a better version of that. Um, yeah, I would say. Yeah, and there was another movie very similar called uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Never saw it. Always wanted to, but uh, bell. Yeah, I always loved that as a kid. I've never gone back to it, but I watched it all the time when I first bought the DVD. Also, makes me wonder what, like, what uh, the Wachowski Speed Racer would look like to me now, um, mm. with all that CGI stuff. Because it, I remember thinking it was okay at the time. But who knows if I was to watch it again. Yeah, it, it works for oh, Chekhov's uh, chloroform there. Yep. Uh, it works for, for the stylized take on that movie. Everything feels so cartoony anyway, so. This ship captain, he reminds me of, like, like the fake Indiana Jones, like in, like in the opening of uh, The Last Crusade or something. Oh, yeah, that guy who gave him his, gives him his guy name. who looks like Harrison Ford, but it's not really him. Or, like, what's his name in Spaceballs? Uh, the one who... Uh, again, plays. I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, uh, Bill Pullman. Yes, exactly. But they're just guys who look like Harrison Ford, but are not Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's Archer. Yeah, I was trying to figure where I knew this captain from. I know he was the villain in some terrible. I feel like maybe it was a video game movie. Even golly, he seriously does look like Archer. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, here's this guy again. Who? Uh, yeah, I think we pointed out he was in another King Kong movie with Godzilla versus Kong. And uh, yeah, we're gonna see him in the future when we go to King of the Monsters. Uh, the, yeah, the 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 uh, the 2019 version, and then the 2021 King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh my goodness, it's Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. Yeah, it's Ben Grimm. Oh wow. Yeah, I I forget about that movie every time that it comes up. <laughs> oh, terrible, fantastic. Horror. I don't really know what else he's in except, but didn't he want to be Spider Man at one point? Oh, I. I oh, and I guess also Tintin. Or, no, I'm thinking about another actor. I'm thinking about the guy from Hunger Games wanting to be Spider-Man. I still haven't seen that one yet. I probably should see that at one point. Oh, I was since you mentioned Tintin. When I was watching this, sir, I'm like, man, where's Peter Jackson been? I mean, I know he did those terrible Hob movies, but like, what's he done since then? And it's just been documentaries. But his next feature is going to be uh, another Tintin movie. Nice. So I don't know. Are I, they doing the Robert Zemeckis type CGI stuff again, or are they just gonna do like live action this time? Uh, I think it's in pre-production, but I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be animated again because it looks like it's got the same cast. Well, do a. <laughs> so I'm assuming a sequel. 
let's uh oh you know what you know what i'm gonna shut my mouth i still gotta see that first one to kind of judge wow i actually oh, but... fell asleep uh at the theater um with my 3d glasses i remember also being like super on into it and being like steven moffat like whoa this is like your first misstep for me <laughs> <laughs> oh but i just wanted to point out for this jamie jamie bell guy um he was really good in snowpiercer you know that's the probably one of the first things that i think of when i think of him but he, he was also good in rocket man from uh i guess two years ago now wow oh i never saw that oh who do you play um he was like the uh the best friend to elton john i don't remember the character's name but it was like his constant uh, collaborator oh, okay he would write all the music write all the lyrics and then elton john would write the music to it but yeah he was he was quite good in that movie Oh, as an aside, quickly, I, I know you guys mentioned it earlier. Did Speed Racer come out in 4K yet, or has it come out in 4K yet? Oh, look, I don't believe so, but I'll look right now. Because we'll uh, we'll wait and see how that one looks, because it might look really good in the uh, when it's on 4K. It, it could definitely look better if they do it right. Um, let me see here. Oh, but I, I did look up that ship captain. And I realized what I know him from, and it is a terrible video game movie. He's in Resident Evil Apocalypse. Oh, wow. Plays the main villain. Oh, golly. <laughs> hey, it's Kong. Uh, and, yeah, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, Ulysses Claw and Alfred. And, of course, me and Eric just recently saw him in The Prestige. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't seem recent now. It seems like it's been several months since we watched Prestige. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's coming out tomorrow, too, which is funny. Wow, that's nice. Finally. <laughs> nope, no no, no 4K, no 4K ah, yet okay. for Speed Racer, and it's not on the horizon yet, either. Has any of the Matrix movies gone on 4K? Oh, all of them. Well, the three. Yeah, I, yeah, I have those. Three. I have that Actually, set. I don't even know if the Animatrix is on 4K, either. Oh, I just... Uh, I don't think so, the Animatrix. That's a shame. That's kind of part of the trilogy. Oh, it would not hold up well in 4K. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> oh, but I just want to quickly point out, since I was looking at the, up this captain's IMDb here, he also played uh, Baron Strucker in the MCU. That's who it is. Oh, like, yeah. He's like, I look real ring there a bell. You go. There this you makes go. sense. And he also played the villain in another terrible video game movie, Hitman Agent 47. Oh, I'm not into that franchise. Uh, that's the 2007 one with Timothy Oliphant, or is it the one with uh, the 2015 one with uh, yeah, 2015. Quinto? 2015. Okay. Wait, was he 47 or was he somebody else? Oh, you said a villain. Never mind. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he was the main villain. Yeah, it's I haven't seen that in a couple years, but... I Seriously, now I, we got our live-action archer right here. Holy smokes this guy yeah you look at his pictures here he okay oh, if they weren't archer. drawn he looks mm. like archer he style. might have aged out a little bit now i mean in present day but yeah, that's true yeah but i was gonna say my memory cheats until i saw this again a year and a half ago in my memory uh the the actor who played this role in king kong um that who plays you know the actor in the movie um I in my memory it was the guy from Titanic, the douchebag in Titanic. Oh, um, Billy Zane. <laughs> yes, Billy Zane. In my memories, Billy Zane played this role in this movie. And when I got this in 4K and I played it, and I was expecting to see Billy Zane, and instead 
I saw uh, Kyle Chandler. I was like, holy crap. Like, okay, I completely screwed that one up. But then I like Kyle Chandler. See, I didn't know who he was when this movie came out. Um, so, I, you know, he was just nobody to me at the time. But I love him so much um, post King Kong that it was a surprise for me to see him in it now. And, of course, he's in, he's in the new um, uh, MonsterVerse. So he, he got to, you know, he got to be in Kong, Godzilla versus Kong and King Kong. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I assume he intentionally went into this, went into the other movies, like the later ones, the King, King of the Monsters and King versus, or Kong versus Godzilla, excuse me, knowing that he was in the original King Kong or 2005, excuse me. Yeah, maybe he was a fan. I've, I I kind of hope so. Whenever these like actors are in a particular role or in, in like a similar role, I'm just like, or a movie, I'm just like, I feel like they're fans of the properties. Um, Unless it's just like they're going to it for star power slash it's going to be a poignant movie or prolific movie. He usually plays like the dad, the great dad. That's what most of his roles are. Oh, here's the, sorry for interrupting. Here's the beginning of slow motion. Yeah, the faux slow motion. I can't stand this, this stuff. I'm just like, what's this here for? Yeah, why was it in this spot in particular? I (laughs) Oh, and actually, I just yeah, I find this so obnoxious. Funny enough, sorry for interrupting again, but um, now even though it's long past due, uh, when Eric you said that Jamie Bell tried to audition for Spider Man, he oh. looks almost identical face structure wise to uh, Tom Holland. Oh, that's funny. This scene, by the way, I see a relation for sure. This is blown out to hell on the 4K. And this scene again is the dialogue is almost directly from the the 30s film. Like what the two of them are like. The, the, yeah, they're, the, yeah, 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 they're seen. Yeah. And, and Bruce, like their, their, yeah, their, their dialogue is, yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, and played much better too because the uh, Driscoll in the original film was not a quality actor at all. Oh my. I'm, I'm amazed the original King Kong has yet to be released on uh, 4K, actually. I think it's Rice to Choose. It could just be. Oh, the Blu rays out there, that's for sure. Yeah, it is but it's it's usually those kind of movies yeah it's, but that i think that i think that blu-ray is actually at a print i i feel like it did have some struggles getting to blu-ray i can believe that it was everywhere for a moment i mean when that particular release first came out on disc it was everywhere hey it's a penist <laughs> yeah man uh, yeah i guess we could talk about him a little bit he seems he seems miscast am i crazy no, I agree. Absolutely, I agree. I don't feel like there's any chemistry between the two of them either. Well, I get the idea of you want to cast like a Jewish-seeming writer for this role. That makes sense. But he just doesn't seem like the right person, even though he should fit the role. I don't know, God, I don't, I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, it's it's almost... It's weird because Kong's clearly the leading man, but he's supposed to fill the leading man role. But Adrian Brody, I mean, he's he's not really a leading man. I mean, he's more of a kind of a side character type actor. I mean, I haven't seen the pianist. Maybe he maybe he fills it out there, but everything else I've he seen. He does. He's he's absolutely right for that movie. Um, mm. Yeah. No, he can be a, a lead or a co-lead in certain types of roles, I think, but not this one. Not this one that is... 
like uh, he's the hero but uh, it's hard to explain the tone of this movie because it's well it's peter jackson yeah. it's like there's how do you describe the comedy level uh oh it's it's way too high in this <laughs> I was going to ask what you guys thought about that too. Yeah, but I don't know what because it's not a comedy and it's not slapsticky and it's not it's not goofy funny like the way a lot of the live action Transformer movies are. It doesn't go that far, but yet there's still this weird whimsy. Uh, yeah. And again, I think Brody's better in the like the very serious like art picture scene. He feels more appropriate than he does in something light like this. Yeah, and, and maybe they're playing the romance between them a little too light too, because they want the real romance to be to be between her and Kong. But I was gonna gonna say I feel like some of the comedy's made worse by James Newton Howard's score for it. I mean, he just plays up the comedy music way too much. That's often my big problem with with comedies is I feel like the music just accentuates it so poorly, so it makes it really off putting for me. But yeah, that's one of my one of my big complaints with this movie and it always has been i just i can't get behind some of the focus on comedy early on that's i do like jack black being cast in the movie for some reason i know other people don't like that um i like jack black and i like uh naomi watts um Mm -hmm. i really do yeah big big fan of hers i think she was good here i think she was good in a lot of stuff around this time i agree I think it might even been this, maybe this same year when she did Eastern Prom. No, Eastern Promises was a couple years later. Did you ever see that, Eric? No, I don't know what that is. Or no, actually, I think I've seen the movie poster, but I've never seen it. Yep, really quality Cronenberg uh, film. Uh, she's great in it. So is Viggo Mortensen. Um, and actually, I can mention this too. This is somewhat related. But Howard Shore, who did the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, and who's David Cronenberg's regular composer was originally supposed to do this movie. But for whatever reason, him and Peter Jackson just couldn't see eye to eye on the kind of tone for the movie. And so he stepped away and James Newton Howard came in. Lame. Yeah, I think I want the Shore version. I did not know Shore had that in his past. That's weird. All right, unexpected. Yeah, he's done, I think, every Cronenberg movie except for his first three, I think. Yeah, they always go very hand in hand. Oh, and then what did he direct recently? Um, um, Gollum. <laughs> oh, Andy Serkis? Uh, Venom. He just did Venom. Yeah. Wait, he did Venom? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize. I was watching wait, wait, the movie second one or the first one? Second. Second. Yeah, second. <laughs> well, I don't have reason to go see that. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I watched it. The movies, you know, oh, yeah. was that a month ago or whatever? And I didn't know he had directed it. And I saw it. I was like, holy shit. Um, I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that. Yeah, it's. I I think Venom's alright. I like the second one more than the first. And I don't know. Uh, I I kind of like those movies. Did y'all see that one? By the way, uh, I've seen the first one, but I have not seen Let There Be Carnage yet. I'm I'm planning to see it, but just haven't got around to it. Do you guys know what happens in the uh, after credit scene? Spider-Man shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of obvious. We all know that. Okay. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And there's a little bit more to it than that. Uh, but 
Okay, there you go. Yeah, I I didn't know. By the way, I've seen neither Venom nor Venom Two, so I I, I like my friend told me that. Not told me that. He's like, guess who? Guess what happens in the after credit scene? And I just like on a whim was just like Spider Man shows up. He's like, yes. I'm like, these movies are too predictable. <laughs> sorry. By the way, sorry, Caleb. My bad. And for anybody who hasn't seen Venom, I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> Thanks. But that's just my like. <laughs> I was planning to see in the theater. Well, even though the cat's <laughs> out of the bag, it's still worth watching. To see the execution of it, yeah, no. Now that you say that, it's got um, uh, wow, I can't even think. Andy Circus, Andy Circus, thank you, wonderful man himself. I like Andy Circus. Um, I would, I would go see that movie at some point. <laughs> I like both of them okay. I like the second a little bit better. Um, but maybe it's because we get to skip past. The what movie. is this part? This is uh, interesting. Yeah, why are we focusing on? Is that Colin Hanks? Is that his name? Yeah, it's Colin Hanks. Yeah, yeah what are we doing? Focusing him there. That's another thing that I feel like is an issue with this movie is Peter Jackson is so used to making such an epic scope that I don't think he really realized that he was making just one movie here and should have a much more like we focus so much on Jamie Bell and that other guy and who could give a fuck? Why are we wasting scenes on them? Colin Hanks. The first mate there. eh? I agree. It's funny. It's funny. We're watching the theatrical version. It still feels like we're watching an extended cut. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, in I guess maybe for you, Isaac, they focus so much on Heart of Darkness, and I don't see the connection. I, it seemed like a cheap reference, just I for the time period, maybe see it because of what I've read. But at the same time, but what's what's the compare? I mean, is is uh, Denim supposed to be like the Marlon Brando? Because uh, I'm I've only seen Apocalypse Now for. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. Is he supposed to be the Marlowe character? Yeah, who's like... I, well, I maybe I'll, I'll just elaborate it now. I no. think the idea that... Because I'm really peeved off at some... Not peeved off. I was a little bit surprised that, like, nobody thought, why don't we all just, like, turn around? I know they do that multiple times here on the ship, but when they're on the end, I'm just like, how come they all just... At, at no point do they say, all right, we're turning back. Well, some of them do. Some of them do. That's This is true. But there's still some times where I'm just like, what is compelling them to keep going forward? And I guess... I gotta admit, I'm, this is just me like grasping my straws. That might be the connection to uh, Heart of Darkness, uh, even though that's a company man being sent to go find this one guy, uh, Kurtz there, uh, which Marlo. Yeah, and this is supposed to be love, and I guess, what else? The crewman liking her or something? I don't know. That's <laughs> another thing we'll get to. That's, that's another I, thing we'll get to. I want to cut in for something that just happened on screen like 15 seconds ago. Uh, the I, kissing? <laughs> Well, 15 seconds prior to that, something weird happened with the transfer and the 4K and how Caleb was saying faces look weird sometimes. Because before the kissing, there was kind of a close-up or a focus on uh, Brody by himself in frame. And he had this weird look to him that he looked like like Grand Moff talking in in Rogue One. Or he looked like (laughs) Princess Leia, like in Jedi uh, Rise of Skywalker. it looked like there was a CG head was like placed on top of a, an actor and like they CG'd Brody in just for a moment. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, Cause he just, he looked like uncanny Valley for a second. It's really weird. This Very is so strange. funny. Cause I, I, uh, I recently saw somebody talk about game of death. The like the Bruce Lee. air quotes yeah. last Bruce Lee film, even though there's only 30 minutes of that, of his film in there. And they just like built a whole other movie around it. But there's 
forgot about this when they showed it to me again. They literally have like an insert of Bruce Lee's head in a nineteen like seventy three movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, what what bothered me about Game of Death uh, is that I get it. So they they get like a stand in, and then you know they they shoot um, Bruce Lee's character without showing his face and like showing him from behind. Yep. But the stand in doesn't have Bruce Lee's build. No, he's a little bit bulkier. So it completely, yeah, it completely throws me. Suspension of disbelief. You're just you're supposed to have suspension of disbelief by that point. Man, I have the Criterion Collection that includes that. I have not yet put in the Game of Death Criterion disc. I'm afraid to. I hope I haven't gotten that one yet. Even though I have the Shout Factory version of that, I really do hope that for the Game of Death they only have like the 30 minutes of him going up uh, the P- Pangoda, right. and, and that's it. Ending with like him facing off against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, that would be ideal. But anyway, that's for another commentary. This this commentary, we're we're heading towards an ice field. Or I mean rocks. Sorry, rocks, not an ice field. Sorry, I got distracted by the CGI Brody because I was going to say something else <laughs> <laughs> off of what you guys were saying earlier, but I got distracted by by his digital head. Uh, slow motion. I don't know about that. Um yeah i don't remember <laughs> it'll come back to me or something will yeah it will okay this part i was a little just like okay the coffee stain scene just like uh, what is he looking this is yeah, very like this. rorschach looking i'm just like what what is it supposed to be like kong himself and isn't it skull island that he's looking at like wasn't that where he was going i mean maybe... yeah, what is that oh i remember what it is uh you're talking about uh heart of darkness um, oh, sure. <laughs> yes, I see how you could relate this to Heart of Darkness, but it's tenuous and it's it's done better in other movies that kind of uh, um, what do you call it allude to that. Yeah. When you boil down Heart of Darkness, the original, it's a tale of where a, a guy of of the Western world, the modern Western world, um, goes into a like. Uh, like a native tribal culture slash environment um, goes through some like terrible mishaps and, you know, barely gets out with his life after going on this quest in this native land. Um, But he is barely able to get back to Western society. And because of the whole adventure, he comes back like a changed, like, deeply affected person because of the journey he just went on um, and all the trials and tribulations. I mean, that's well, and there's more details than the actual thing, but I mean, I'm just boiling it down to the gist of it. No, that makes sense. And that does happen to a character, but it's not to the character that people might expect, (laughs) but yeah, it's a reach though, to definitely try to equate this almost pseudo vaudevillian movie and then throw in some heart of darkness. (laughs) And it'd be totally fine if he was just reading the book and it was just a visual reference. That's, you know, that's, that's cool. It's the fact that we get this scene where they start talking about it and like quoting direct line. It's like, oh boy, this is way overwrought. I think that's coming up pretty quick here. (laughs) Yes, I agree. And again, this is, this is the whole, why, like you should have cut it. You should have cut it. Yeah. And I guess, I guess speaking of that, um, what are you guys' general thoughts of Peter Jackson as a as a filmmaker nowadays? Like, did... well, I guess neither of you saw the last film he made. 
um you know, last film what was it yeah it was um oh what was that one called uh, i don't even remember what it was called now and i saw it in the theaters over aquaman um battle of the F- oh oh uh the, the documentary no not the documentary was that him or was it no i think he co-produced that one instead but i'm i he had a oh. lot a large hand in it immortal engines thank you very much it's that oh one. i've seen it i've seen it <laughs> that's a movie right <laughs> Yeah, you know, that movie felt, it almost, that was, I, what did I tweet at the time? That was Peter Jackson's take on a Wachowski production or something. <laughs> I'll give you a quote directly. <laughs> That's how I felt about that movie. I'll give you a direct quote from uh, somebody in the audience with me. Is That was A, great effects with B, movie dialogue. Yeah, and I'll, I'll mention this, because I was watching all the bonus features today. And uh, Christian Rivers, who's directed that movie was the visual effects and like storyboard guy. He was the one who directed Immortal Engines. Okay. And he was like, I guess, a protege of, uh, that's why Jackson produced it. No, that makes time. sense. That, that makes sense. But visually speaking and effects wise, that movie is like an extension of this movie, but it's an alternate timeline where Peter Jackson's movies get worse. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's the timeline we're in. Because <laughs> I, I know it's weird because it is the actual timeline. <laughs> But it feels like it's plucked out of an alternate timeline uh, because it's it's just going further with like a lot of the visuals and spectacle that is here. But what I don't like about it, uh, Mortal Engines, it was interesting. Like it was cool. Like if it would have been like an anime movie and, yes. and done in true anime like type animation, yep, it would have been perfect. It would have been like something like Miyazaki. It, yeah, it was Peter Jackson trying to do a live action Miyazaki movie. Like Howl's Moving Castle or something with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it but oh, the 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 special effects they do that Wachowski thing, um, where it, it's you're watching a like a three dimensional cartoon, um, mm. and I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, it's yeah, again, it's an extension of the prequels, their style of CG. But if you had advanced it, like if you if you thought that was a good idea and you just kept going that way you know, into 2015, that's like where you'd end up with these like, like weird VR, like cartoony, hyper-realistic, like, but you still feel like it's actors on green screen though. You know, that whole business. Sounds like the Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies feel like the prequels to me, like through and through. (laughs) Well, that's funny since they are. You're right. But, but, but that's, but those look better or those are better done than Immortal Engines, even Mm -hmm. though, what you're saying is true though right that, that holds up yeah i didn't see more engines but yeah that's that's when i lost faith lost faith completely in peter jackson was the the hobbit movies it is like the prequels that i'm thinking of it because yeah they're prequels too and there's no reason for it to be three and see the hobbit movies didn't didn't bother me so much in the visual department as much of again the editorial department and just let it be two movies because i could see how one movie that'd be a bit difficult but Two would have made a lot more sense than a trilogy. So I won't go into this here because that's for its own thing. And I don't want to shamelessly plug. But uh, if anybody does want to know what happened, like like an entire like in-depth review uh, of what happened with those movies, because I was following it, not not devotingly, but I was following it around 2011 when they were going to come out. Um, just cause like, oh, okay. I never, I, I watched cause I recently at that point had watched the extended versions of all three of the films. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of like in a Lord of the Rings mood. I'm, I'm interested to see how the Hobbit's going to be. 
Oh, and I was following it up. And then I heard it was like three movies and I was just like, okay, well, this is, I'm not watching any of them because it could have just been two movies, especially since like the Hobbit book is only like not even like 300 pages. I think I could be wrong on that. It's, I don't know. Now it's longer than Nobel. Just barely over. Yeah, there you go. Um, but if anybody wants to have a, uh, a, a listen to a good review of that, go watch Lindsay uh, Ellis's review of uh, part three part review of the Hobbit movies. Um, she, I think she does a really good job of, of talking about what happened. Who's Lindsay uh, Ellis? In there. Who's Lindsay Ellis? She is uh, was also called the uh, the nostalgia chick. If you uh, ever watched or knew about Channel Awesome. Uh, and she did basically like, you know, nostalgia movies from like the 80s and 90s, but like that were more uh, female oriented. So that thing you were just talking about, was is that like in podcast form or is it like on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Like if you know Doug Walker and Channel Awesome and that guy with the glasses, the, the, that, that whole like... Yeah. Nostalgia critic. Yeah, nostalgia critic. Thank you. I don't, but it sounds interesting. Um, uh, speaking of more Peter Jackson and, and Lord of the Rings, etc., uh, you know, I've really wanted to get those on 4K, and we know the quote-unquote bare-bones versions came out last year, and I was holding out for this mega set that was supposed to come out this summer. It's now coming out in November, I think. Um, and even though this mega set has 31 discs total, Jeez. and I was and I was ready to buy it. It's like currently God, like 232 on Amazon. It'll probably drop a little bit more. It'll probably get down to one ninety nine. I expect, and I was ready and prepared to buy it, but I've been looking at the reviews and stuff because uh, of the contents, and even though it has thirty one discs, it apparently is actually light on the special features as compared to previous releases on Blu Ray, etc. And that is extremely disappointing to me because I thought it was going to have the bulk of all the extras that are out there that already exist. And if, if that was the case, I was all in, but now that I'm reading that it doesn't really have all that stuff. Um, I'm actually, I think now I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and buy the bare bones versions. Uh, they go for about um, 79 for each trilogy uh, right now. And I think I'm going to get both of those rather than the, the big mega box because I don't need postcards and posters and I don't like unwieldy packaging, you know, cause it's so hard to pull a disc in and out. Um, so sadly I'm going to go with the bare bones cause who knows in another five years, there's going to be the real mega set to rule them all. And unfortunately this is not that set. So I'm not it better it. be in a ring format instead of a box. <laughs> like it yeah. better be ringed instead of a box. Seriously. Nobody's done That'd that be yet. Cool. That's so weird because I always assume that like if whenever you, oh what is yeah the slow motion is slow terrible. motion slow mo and now we're like you oh, know here we go juxtaposing with like you know Marlo <laughs> with with hard dark anyway um but with <laughs> oh or I lost my train of thought oh yeah with 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 four K and and uh, I I assume that like with with each like re-release of like uh an upgraded version of the visuals and like you know whether it's dvd blu-ray or uh ultra high definition 4k i would assume that everything would just transfer over and they would like also add something new so they'd bring all the old special stuff all the old special features from like each previous release and then like bring in something new yeah you would assume. think they would do, especially with lord of the rings you would think they would do that but no that's but not they did not <laughs> But no. that's so weird. Super the only weird. thing you're really getting, and only super 
disc physical media nerds would care about this. So in the bare bones sets, so you get the brand new 4Ks, obviously. Thank God you at least get theatrical and expanded editions. Agreed. But the Blu-rays are the same Blu-rays that have existed. If you get the new Mega set, not only do you get those same 4K discs, but now you get the Blu-rays with the new transfers and new remasters. So that's really all you're really getting is... And a lot of people don't even understand that. They don't understand that the Blu-rays, a lot of times that are packaged, like when you buy those dual packs, they don't understand that they're the same old Blu-rays and it's not the same remastering. Um, So that's all you're getting is super remastered blu-rays but who cares because why am i ever going to put that in my machine why am i ever going to put those new remastered blu-rays in my machine when i have the 4k disc so it it just it's it's moot at that point Mm. all right we're coming up to the scene so get ready get your notes and or uh whatever you have to say ready kill because uh this is this is your time to shine yeah i i don't know if i i didn't even write any notes really i mean i saw that they they needed a lot more extras than I think they initially intended. And they needed a lot of like super duper thin people. Cause they were like, Oh, we want them to look emaciated. Like this Island is supposed to be like, if, if you see throughout the movie, we see that this used to be like a thriving civilization. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Island used to be quite huge, but it's sinking into the ocean as it sinks. The people have been diminished and the monsters have taken over. Yeah, I didn't you realize so, that because I, I was going to point out how a lot of the uh, rocks around um, the ship slow motion, um, they. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's just that's ridiculous. Uh, it's a comedy movie. And, and you know, Jimmy was just talking about how, like, you know, meta wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard Darkness is not an adventure story, is it? And he's just like, no, it's not, Jimmy. No, it's not. And then he's just referring to this movie in of itself. But uh, yeah, is this supposed to make it? Yeah, talk about tonally unbalanced. This movie's like ridiculous comedy at some points. Then we get to this sequence. Yeah, but I didn't know about the uh, the island sinking into the ocean. That's pretty interesting, and it makes sense why all those rock features um, are all like carvings in a way. Eh? Yeah, and again, I don't remember if that's in the thirty three film, but that's in Son of um, Kong. Interesting. This next year, thirty four, I think that was. Didn't know that. Have either of you guys seen Son of Kong? Neither. Uh, Eric. No no oh is that on the list by the way oh of course yeah i i actually yeah, really... okay oh, wait you're saying the original one yeah the first sequel yeah i own it but i have not watched it a common problem with things yeah i mean it feels like a it feels like any other universal uh mon- monster sequel but i still quite enjoy it. it it follows up denim's uh plot like the same actor comes back and we see the direct like everyone's suing him <laughs> so it's it's really funny in that way but i could just like snarled a little golem but um yeah i'll i'll say something about blackface uh yeah she's in blackface right now uh, no 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 here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing (laughs) about blackface uh without it's wrong no (laughs) but i think there's a there's a there's needs to be a certain definition of terms because to me blackface is when of course you know you color your skin um but to me, it's when you, it's not just coloring your skin dark or black. To me, it is when you're trying to make some type of uh, uh, caricature. Car- yes, caricature, slanderous, uh, facsimile uh, of a stereotype, discriminatory, and so it's partly that. And then on top of it, 
you're doing that and you're combining it with like some type of antiquated racist like vaudevillian thing where you're like making fun or mocking uh subhuman right now you're reaching way back (laughs) no but i'm saying that's what blackface is to me or if you want to say like in the cartoons of like the 30s and 40s when they would have like a very um unsympathetic version of a of a black person doing ridiculous things like an old cartoon that's also i found the category of blackface or whatever but if you're simply coloring your skin to represent something else otherly but you're not you know going out of your way to make fun of somebody or a race or something like that or mock them if you're not doing that i don't really think it's quote-unquote blackface well this is going beyond what you said because this is I mean, yes, yeah, stereotyping for savages, but making them like beyond human savages. Like they got like the sharpened teeth. Some of them, they got to, you know, they look extra, extra black. Yeah, but that'd be like saying, like, like if they were, like, if any. But I mean, I these could be like reminiscent of almost like, um, like, uh, oh, geez, I don't know. Um, but then you get this lady where she's like a completely different skin tone than everyone else who's like super duper like ultra black and then she's the only one that stands out as different really and she doesn't even look like a person with the whole Chekhov's necklace Prometheus old age you know what what would have been nice would have been if they would have showed something where and I don't know if this would make it better it'd make it better for me I don't know if it'd make it better for everybody else in the movie but maybe these natives don't even look like this, but they have like something they do where they like pound ash and like it make themselves look like, you know, there could be some whole backstory where they feel like, like they worship like a a death God. And so they take ash and, and, and darken their skin unnaturally. Now, see, I don't know if that makes it sound better to anybody else because maybe someone might think that makes it sound worse. Um, but to me, that would work better and explain why these people look so charcoaly black um, and why they don't all look the same. Did you notice how that old witch doctor woman was giving her the middle finger the whole time, too? I did not see that. Was that a joke? Yes, the, the entire scene when she was coming up to her, she had her middle finger up. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? But my point is, even though you are, even though you're right, Kelly, they're going like full crazy savage on this. Uh, I still don't think I don't call it i wouldn't call it blackface well that's that's your choice i i would definitely call it blackface and i would call it i'm with caleb i mean they don't they don't act like people i i don't man i wow i think blackface is something completely different uh i mean i see no i see some overlap but of similarity but i think it's something very different than what we're seeing here you're you're a little too attached to a very particular definition i think well i think it's important though because i don't because because when people say blackface I don't think they're talking about this. I think they're talking about that. Uh, they're talking about the historical version. No, I, I don't think that necessarily is uh, the consensus. But, but it really doesn't matter. I mean, call it call it what you will. Either way, I just don't feel like it was the right way to go. <laughs> I mean, one, they don't look like regular... Like, they don't look like normal black skin. It looks like makeup. Yes. But also, the, like the weird way they were, they were they were filming it with the stupid slow motion and they got like the sharpened teeth and that stupid old woman that didn't even look like a human with the terrible makeup the whole thing was just p- 
poorly done. And also, a better explanation of this. Let's see, this is getting like into headcanon and and retconning and stuff. Because I would say, you it's know, when people have like those theory, uh, those those like theory videos, film just, theories, like, thought ex- yeah, like thought experiments. Trash. I would say that the reason these natives come across this way is because we're seeing the way these afraid New Yorkers are seeing them. And this is not probably what they actually look like. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. This is how they're perceiving the natives as these scary, dark figures with sharpened teeth. But that's they're not really that. It's it's the interpretation of the characters that they're all like... Um, it's, it's a group hallucination. Yeah, this ain't no art film with an unreliable narrator. No. But you, see, you, you know what I'm saying, though, right? You know what I'm saying, though, right? Even if I'm reaching... I know what you mean, but I'm still with Caleb. I'm not saying that's literally what Peter Jackson was going for. Uh, I'm just saying like that, to me, is a better headcanon explanation as to why they come across the way they do. Well, that's fair. I, I just always found it bizarre. Like, I never got... I mean, again, the slow motion is just... It pisses me off because it looks so st- stupid and cheap. Especially for such, like, a big kind of... Um, how do you describe it? I mean, it feels like a really glamorous Hollywood production. And then we get that cheap after effects slow motion. It's like, what the fuck? Just do it in camera. Don't do it in post like this. <laughs> That's something you do in like a cheap 90s, like Hong Kong picture. And you see it in one of these like $100 million plus Peter Jackson films. Like, ugh. It looks better in that Hong Kong picture. I agree with what you're saying. Like that is what it's like. Uh, it just, it doesn't throw me as much though as it throws you or doesn't bother me as much. Even though I agree with what you're saying. Oh, that's fair. And yeah, they just, it felt like, because again, go back to the original King Kong. The natives don't feel like cartoons. They don't feel like these other things that aren't people, really. These, they just feel like other monsters. And I guess maybe you're supposed to see them as like the human created monsters on monster island so which would you say is, is worse through 2021 eyes um these natives or some of the natives in the godzilla movies when they go um to find mothra or whatever i can't remember which one in particular it is where they're very <laughs> colored the uh the asian actors i can't remember which yeah. godzilla movie in particular it is but there's one where it's like really really noticeable King kong <laughs> Oh yeah, it's probably that one. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, the, I think that one might be the worst one. Yeah, no, I think these are worse because those other ones they still feel like people. There's something about these that just—I mean, look at them here. Are they too orcish for you? Something about them just—they feel like orcs. Yeah, like they just don't. Yes, they do feel like orcs. But again, by them feeling like orcs, it makes me feel like they're not human, but detached enough that again, I don't associate them with any real life humans. On, uh, I don't know. It just feels too otherizing. Like it, it's there's something weird about it that I just never cared for. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's not like I'm like super offended. It's just like this was not the right choice. <laughs> like someone should have maybe been like, eh, Peter, I feel like you're maybe on, on the wrong path here with this." And especially if they made a King Kong movie like this now, people would be losing their minds. And I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many people didn't, like, you know, cancel this one yet. And pardon me for going off tangent. I just got to quickly say, like, what in the hey? Okay, Captain, you said, like, you know, throw anything overboard that's not bolted down. 
what about all these guns? Like, we're like th- these things are heavy. They're all made of iron, for pit sakes, and are metal. Throw away the guns. <laughs> But like he said, throw anything. Like he threw away like a bunch of, uh, what is it? Uh, Circus's character threw away a bunch of like pots and pans and everything but the potatoes. So it's just like, okay, so you're getting rid of food, but guns? No, 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 no. We need those. What the hey is this? They gotta kill themselves once they start to starve. I guess so. That's fair. <laughs> Mass suicide is probably the right choice to go here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is like this movie was was produced to be in 3D. Um, I don't even want to know what that looked like. <laughs> No, no, but I'm saying because when 3D became the thing after Avatar and everybody was doing it, um, when you would actually go to the theater and put the glasses on, it it would kind of like you couldn't – the imperfections in the CG weren't so obvious when you had the glasses on and everything. But then you would buy like the home version and watch it later and you go, oh my god, like this is weirdly off-putting in 2D. And that's what this looks like to me. Like, if you would have seen this at the theater with the polarized glasses, it would have, like, you know, darkened things enough that you wouldn't have realized, like, the flaws. But mm. this is that. I will say this. I like this. I enjoyed this piece of music here. I don't know why. It was just very percussion-based, and I'm percussionist, yeah. so, like, but I, I, I found it pretty cool. I like the shot right here, that long shot yeah, we that just was had. Because cool. it looked like a miniature, even though it was, you know, CG or something. It looked like a... Old, again, go, like they were trying to reproduce um, the old school effects. This is a weird cut of Temple of Doom. Yeah, this is some terrible stuff. Um, it just looks so uh, silly. It's it kind of cool. It's not cool for 2021, but man, at the movies in 2006, five. This, this no, the cool. effects are all. It was the shots of the random natives oh, that was making oh. me laugh. How <laughs> stupid they looked! Oh boy! And the one just wailing for no reason. All right, start doing. Um, all right, and start doing some pull-ups. Get uh, get some gains in your arms. This is cool. I like this. Yeah, this is cool. I was gonna say they actually were using a lot of miniatures in this as well. Yeah, the, or the yeah, I saw that in the credits. What do they call them in, at Weta? Um, bigatures is that they call them? They're the phrase they coined when they were making the lord of the rings movies yeah i don't think they got to i don't think they had enough time to make a lot of those for this one because they only had two years uh two years to prepare for it because they started um preparing like immediately once they finished return of the king they jumped into production for this this is a weird version of uh temple of doom like she's not being lowered into the lava. I guess she's being lowered into someplace else. I have no idea. Kalima. I'm getting more Mount Doom vibes, and and they're about to throw the. No, ring that's down. fair. I can I can see that. Like, I feel like I'm back in Lord of the Rings. And it's cool. Also, with uh, when it comes to like you know depictions of natives, I don't even remember what they looked like in '76. Ah, oh, just regular black folks. But I also think that little kid is just stupid. Is it like oh, we want a scary little kid? It's it just there's no other kids around. Actually, you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of uh, the kid from uh, Fury Road. Except that one was a better kid. Kid from Fury Road. Like one of like... I can't even remember the kid from Fury Road. You remember how like Max was always having those hallucinations with the kid? The, the girl? Oh, oh I forgot about yeah. that. Reminds me of her. Except done better, I guess. I don't know. I guess, are those a lot of Maori people, the actors playing? I want to yeah. say yes, but... A lot of them are Maori, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it was, like, a certain, like, thing with New Zealand. You have to hire this many, you know, kind of people from here. 
like they shipped in some Sudanese folks, but a lot of them were, yeah, Maoris, really thin Maoris. We had those laws uh, here. I think what just happened there, um, why do I keep wanting to call her Kate Winslet? Um, Naomi Watts's arms would have just been ripped off. Yeah, yeah at the exactly. very least, the same thing. Or very <laughs> least uh, dislocated. Because he yeah. just ripped her right off and her hands were bound by those vines. Yeah, like he's got so much strength to him. Like he would have like just crushed her. I'm surprised he hasn't like, you know, just broke, turned her into a ragdoll. Yeah. Oh, and you can see here that they actually did create a lot of this wall. They would just um, fill out the rest of it with CGI. It only oh, went yeah. up about 10 feet or so. What? It's not a real full scale wall. That was a good oh, shot. Just, you know, it, it, it's nice to see them combining the effects. I think that really helps it feel more believable. Yeah. That was oh, a cool shot. But something, you, a long time ago, you asked, like, what about Peter Jackson? And I didn't actually say what I wanted to say. Something I wanted to say about that, which was, I think he's like George Lucas. He's got the George Lucas issue where those guys need constraints, whether it's technological constraints or budget constraints. Mm-hmm or time constraints. They need constraints. And they work best when they're trying to do the most with the least. But as soon as they get to do anything they want, they ha- they don't... And I've watched the documentaries. Um, uh, the really good one on Phantom Menace and the, the really good documentaries that first came out with the uh, Lord of the Rings discs. And they they are definitely so creative and amazing at, at like thinking this stuff up and the backstory and everything but they don't have anyone in their camp who can tell them no or like stop right there. Oh, yes. Not too far. Yes, exactly. That you see that in the documentaries, like, and they go, Oh, do you want to want to do George like this one? Oh, okay. Well, how about, Oh, that's great. And they need constraints. Um, and I think they're better. Limitations, restrictions. Yes. Whereas James, or James, not James Campbell, uh, James Cameron, he seems to, be okay. I mean, p- people debate about Avatar whether they think it's good or not. I fall into the camp where I think yeah. it's amazing. Um, and so James Cameron, on the other hand, even though he has access to amazing effects and budgets, I think he's still he he he's he's more self disciplined. I would say um, than than Lucas and uh, Jackson and Jackson here. Yeah, yeah I was going to say the exact same thing. Where it's just like I feel like. James Cameron and Peter Jackson are actually more alike than I'd say Lucas is. Yeah, because they both are actually quality directors. Lucas was never a quality director. <laughs> okay, that's a true statement. I, I'll, I'll yes. give you that. And Lucas would say that himself as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. But they're still the ones who are like, they're sort of, they're sort of like the old days of movies um, where producers were the thing, not the directors. Um, mm, this is true producers guided and shaped movies more than the director did and that's more of how i see lucas um and and jackson and and cameron they're obviously like producer directors themselves so yeah well but here we're entering completely new part of the movie the kong section yeah kashik well <laughs> much better than kashik okay sorry uh, indoor but this is the stuff that I really like in this movie. I think this a lot of the special effects really pop during all this stuff. Also, it's dark now, thank goodness. Yeah, which helps. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it helps with the 4K version, at least. It helps a lot. And I also just find Kong just incredibly charming in, in this movie. So I, I always appreciate seeing him. 
So I was kind of missing him for some of that early I find stuff. Him charming, like incredibly charming. But... It's the great beast himself, man. The eighth wonder of the world. It's got to be that charming. He's got high points in charisma. Well, I'm I'm Kong biased. I love Kong in almost every one of them except for the '70s and '80s ones. But so I was, yeah. I anytime I watch this, even though I'm enjoying some of that New York stuff, I'm just waiting and waiting to finally get to Kong. So, okay. which do you prefer? Comparing this Kong to Skull Island, <laughs> just in the sense that what the f- is he doing? <laughs> Sorry, he's got shaken the hell out of her. Oh my goodness, he's now turned everything into slow motion. He turned on the slow motion meter. But no, no. What I'm, but in particular though, uh, the the contrast of this Kong is obviously like a real life gorilla, just larger. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kong Skull Island is is a CGI man in a suit because he, he, he's more upright, more like a person, less like an actual ape. So mm-hmm. do you like the more apey uh, King Kong uh, or the more man in the suit? And even the original, I think, is more man in the suit, even though it's not man in the suit. Yeah, in terms of the design, this is my least favorite design, because, yeah, he just looks like a giant silverback. Yeah. But I feel like the personality they managed to bring through really well. So I... I think my favorite of the the newer Kongs is probably the Godzilla versus Kong Kong. Well, because he's a kaiju there. But the personality I, I feel like is just really well developed there. That too. This one I, I, I think it comes through probably my second favorite of the modern ones. God, it's Until just, we get to seventy six. It's so weird that we're doing this after Kong versus Kong because as anyone who's listening like I freaking love that movie. And mm-hmm. it just like makes everything. It corrects all the things that are wrong in this movie. Ouch! <laughs> uh, no, I mean because it gets to the it gets to the island right away. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of characters, but we don't spend too much time with with the ones we don't need to. Um, the native thing is all fixed. Um, prefer the kaiju Kong, uh, even though he is a bit enormous. But I guess again, he has to be if he's going to eventually meet Godzilla. But um, so yeah, I so it's just God, that movie's so amazing and 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 yet it's not and then maybe they get it, that's why it's amazing. It's not overblown, it's not unlimited budget, it's not a passion well it is a passion piece, but not in the same way this is. Um Yeah, and I I guess I'll quickly since you bring up the passion piece thing. Um so did you guys know that Peter Jackson actually started working on this right after Frighteners? He worked on it for eight months with universal and then they pulled the plug and we're like, ah, oh, this isn't working. We're just going to scrap the movie. Also a certain Godzilla movie came out and they're like, maybe the now is not the best time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Among a couple other things. Yeah. Like the second Jurassic park. So yeah. Then for years afterwards, he was like, just like, Oh man, like I'm so like heartbroken. My passion project, my favorite movie get to remake it. And he never thought he'd get to, to do it. So I guess when he came back to the drawing board, it, yeah, turn into this giant bloated because, of course, he'd already done Lord of the Rings, so he's used to making these huge kind of bloated movies. But it would have been interesting to see what he would have made before he he did Lord of the Rings for for King Kong. Sure, would have been dramatically different. Yeah, probably better. Weirdly, probably better. Exactly. That's that's. I wasn't going <laughs> to say it, but <laughs> yeah, probably better if he had done it before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I know that he said that it was going to be more like something like the Stephen Summers Mummy movie, where it was going to be kind of 
like a throwback to like old adventure movies, like in the Indiana Jones vibe. Oh God, I don't like those movies now. But okay, what the the mummy ones? The mummy ones. Yeah, I still like that first one, but the sequels, yeah. Eh. I liked them at the time that they came out, but in retrospect, I I can't I can't ever go back and watch those. Oh, it's wow. a paw print. It's funny how small these paw prints are compared to the. The ones yeah. that got Godzilla at 98 with Matthew Broderick. Like, picture a little miniature, a Lily Pudley and Matthew Broderick in that little foot hoof print, that little footprint. Where's my Godzilla 98 meets Kong, King Kong 2005? <laughs> oh, yeah, and here comes this sequence soon, which feels very, very reminiscent to a scene in uh, The Lost World. Jurassic Park, Lost World, I should say. Holy crap, what? The abominable snowman. Holy crap, I just realized that, yeah, Godzilla 98 is uh, also New York. Holy crap, that actually makes sense now. And like Eric mentioned, The Lost World 2 also does that. So. There was a second Lost World. 2 is in T-O-O. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why is this disc blown out? I feel like it's almost broken. Uh, the cup... Co- the color grading is completely fucked out. I need to I need to change the settings on my screen. Dang, bud. Somebody dropped the ball on this on this remaster. Yeah, I, there's some really standout like visual moments, especially some of the darker like night night scenes in New York look pretty amazing. And they have waxy skin now. Uh, I think I know yes. why. I think I know why. Because. It's because of the CG elements now on screen because, you know, they, um, you know, it's normal in most movies, even still today, that uh, when they're going to be a lot of CG elements, they take the 35 millimeter and they, and they, um, they dumb it down to 2K digital. And that's what they've done with the footage of the actors now during these scenes. And so they are noticeably like their skin is not what it was earlier in the movie. Um, there's a big difference now. It's I think it's called a 2K interpositive or whatever. It's, uh, so yeah, that's happening right now, and it's because we have all these dinosaurs and everything. Yeah, and I'll, I'll mention as someone who was a giant Jurassic Park fan as a kid, that was one of the things that I was super excited to see in this this new movie when this was coming out. I mean, I always feel like these dinosaurs just didn't look as realistic as the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. You're right. Something about them just looked a little too cartoony, and that always just kind of frustrated me because I feel like they lived, they didn't live up to the potential it could have had. I'm trying to think why that is, because you would think they'd have it down by now, and especially since Weta has already had a lot of good work already done uh, prior to this. Like, why do these dinosaurs? Why are they not as satisfying as those dinosaurs? It's because all the artists were like. Uh, do we depict dinosaurs the way they were in Jurassic Park and public knowledge of them right now? Or do we go with the aviary versions of them that we're actually oh. starting to realize? And, that you know, that the lost raptors are actually fit. No, of course not. I'm just making it all. I think that's a cool idea, though, that they did do that for this movie. Um, that they based the dinosaurs off of 30s interpretations. Seriously, when when good dinosaur is the only one that's gotten it right so far, I like <laughs> I'm just like okay, it's disappointing. Yeah, and that's not a good movie. Um, Wait, oh dinosaur! I was gonna say, what do you think of the best 
CG dinosaurs that have ever been done. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know about CGA dinosaurs, but the at least the best hand drawn dinosaurs come between. Well, okay. The best ones for me are still from Fantasia, but like the runners up are have to be from Land Before Time. Wait, the original yeah, Fantasia? They don't. Yeah. But those are the same no. thing, meaning those are the dinosaurs based upon like the 30s. Yeah, but of the 40s, though, of the time itself. So it's accepted oh, at that okay. point, I'm oh, saying. Whereas, oh, like, you oh. know, 80s, I mean, again. Okay, my question is, though, what's the most realistic period? Uh, uh, we're now in oh. 2021. What's the most realistic interpretation yeah. of dinosaurs? Well, not Jurassic Park, because, or World, excuse me, because they don't care. <laughs> uh, so I would have to just, I guess, go with a good dinosaur. Well, you said best. <laughs> um, did did you guys ever watch Dinosaur? Oh, the 2001 film. Yes, I thought you were just talking about a second ago. The Disney one? No, he said good dinosaur. Oh, I, I thought he said dinosaur. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. You didn't hear me say good. I don't. Know, did you ever see? It was just. It was the Pixar movie that was uh, late in 2015. It came like not right after. Oh no, I, I'm very aware of the movie. Okay, and it actually, I think it's actually the only Pixar movie I have not seen. No, except except for I'm sure there's some Pixar sequel I haven't seen. Cars two, three. I've never watched Cars three in its entirety. Uh, I can't. I just can't. Toy Story four. Um, I, I got interrupted. No, no. Go the, ahead. This scene looks horrible. They don't look like they're there at all. Yeah, you're right. Their their definition is dropped dramatically, especially with all the CGI elements around them. It just looks horrible. I uh I hate this scene, but only because I've, as a video game fan, this is giving me too many flashbacks to Tomb Raider 2013. Like it's <laughs> just it's too action set piece. I don't care. I'm just like. I I'm, I don't like this. You watch a scene like this, and you'd think that Peter Jackson would look at it and be like, oh, we didn't nail it. Maybe we'd cut this scene. Maybe we shoot some other sort of way to get them separated or whatever, but we don't keep this because it just looks so bad. And I can't believe Indiana Jones almost recreated it like a few years later in, in the Crystal Skull. Running of the Bulls, this makes no sense. Running of the oh, Brontosauruses oh. and Velociraptors. Some of these shots. Oh. I just think it's a stupid action scene. This reminds it's very reminiscent of uh big time effects in the night in some of the nineties movies. Yeah, Lost World. Had a scene very similar. But Lost World looks better though. Uh but I'm thinking actually of Godzilla ninety eight. Um mm. some of that stuff looked like this. Yeah. Uh, like oh man, this, this is weird stuff right here. Yeah, really. I will yeah. say though <laughs> that regardless of what these two are saying, like good job to all the animators because it's still like air quotes holds up in that like okay, yeah, skin shoddy CGI, yeah, but like the fact oh, that no. they like, you know, the tumbling of all these brontosauruses and like physics and like it's, it actually it's works. It's very impressive. Like absolutely wonderful stuff. Oh, wow. Kind of reminds me of some of the effects like in Temple of Doom when they're going through the mine shaft. Uh, obviously, there's no dinosaurs or anything, but I'm talking about how you know the actors aren't really there, but it works because mm -hmm. it's the 80s. So you can get away with cool stuff like that, yep. except this is 2005, and then that's weirdly, I don't know what's going on there. There was just a, sheen, a scene when someone was firing their Tommy gun. I could see white lines all around the person and the Tommy gun. Looks like they missed something. It's like, wow, how did they let that slip past? Cut that shot. Somebody said that that happens with King Kong later in this movie. I saw that in a YouTube video and say, I don't know when it happens, but I think they said during the fight, maybe uh, the big T-Rex fight uh, that there's a 
a, a shot. We'll look for it. A shot of like Kong with his outline or something. Yeah, you just figure Peter Jackson. I mean, he even said he considers himself more of his more as an effects person than a director. Sounds like Lucas. You'd figure that he would have seen that scene and been like, "Oh, this is not up to my standard. Oh, Just we got to do something else." This reminds me of things that made me uncomfortable on Kong Skull Island, which is the big furry creature, and then like I'm just imagining the temperature and the climate, and because you see the <laughs> flies, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is the most uncomfortable thing ever." To, to have like a natural woolly suit and be in this like <laughs> jungle climate, oh, and I'm just picturing all the like. Uh, like if you've ever seen a person or like a pet that has like a lice infestation, I'm just imagining all the creatures like living in his coat, uh, in his fur coat. Oh, it's it's too much for me. Here we are on, uh, on Dagobah. (laughs) I think it's cool. The whole, they tried to recreate the jungle as seen in the thirties version um, yeah, with this jungle, that's cool. Um, it's it's yeah, it's noble. Yeah, and I I also think it was a cool invention to create these kind of relics of a past civilization. I think that's cool too. It's never explained, but yeah, I think it creates some some nice artwork. Wow, they're still doing that two K right now. Or they drop down again? Oh. Yeah, look at Jack Black's face. It's it's very two K. Oh yeah, here it says repeated line about uh finish it. Donate the proceeds to his wife, kids. Oh, now he's now he's in 4K for a second. It's distracting to if you're a video file. Like his his closest went from 2K to 4K back to 2K. We're in 2K right now. I'm sorry, I I, I hate that I notice stuff like this. <laughs> it's very 2K right now. Everything oh my gosh. Here's a scene for you, Isaac, where they finally discuss are we going to keep going forward or yeah. turn back? That's just like, uh, I, get, I forgot to mention that until now, but it's just like, yeah, why go through all this trouble for like, you already lost like yeah, think, a whole bunch of six guys. or seven or eight guys from like, you know, the start when they entered where the, the natives were, the aboriginals were. And now they're just like setting off for, for one woman. Now that's that <laughs> I can get like, you know, lambasted and canceled just for like mentioning oh, that. I'm just like, it's you know, a love oh, story. Just like, it's a love story. It's a love picture. Like, oh, of course, because men are the expendable gender, but like, you know, women aren't. It's just like, <laughs> that's true. I'm not going, I'm not going into that. I'm not going into that's It's true. just, I find it interesting that like, we're risking all these men's lives just to save one woman. Like, that's very it's interesting. Uh, it's me and my uh, podcast cohort, Sean, we were just doing uh, a, a recording yesterday on a old noir movie. And that is one of the tropes of noir movies and femme fatales that men just lose their minds, like trying to get the woman or whatever. And it, it like defies logic. It defies self-preservation. So it's, it's a very noir tropey thing for, yeah, for that to happen. Agreed. Uh, what can we say? We're, uh, we're, it's almost like we're attracted to each other for some reason, but Fair enough. I just, I feel like it's, they, there's just a lot like suspension of disbelief in this movie that you just have to go with. Like a lot of logic and common sense is just thrown out. I mean, because it is a movie. I actually can though, because man, if they just fix and tighten up some of the things that I've been critical of and we have, I could totally go along with this movie as like a storybook type of adventure movie, just like Indiana Jones. 
you don't ever imagine that those movies could be real or like depicting like documentary real life events. It is definitely hyper realized. Rolled a nat twenty on Snake. That's all I'm gonna say. Either he rolled a nat twenty on Snake or she like rolled a really like low number on on listen. <laughs> like what is this? How did she not hear like any of the environment around her that he like came that's just weird. Can you see Caleb how two K is? It's it's like we're watching a Blu-ray now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm currently it just watching. blown out colors. It's very Blu-ray. I'm currently watching my Blu-ray because I don't have my 4K TV in my podcast room. So oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, well, I'm watching the Blu-ray as well, even though I'm watching the 4K disc. I guess I'm <laughs> only the only one here who's actually watching it in 4K. Well, no, I'm watching it on 4K. It's yeah. just the 4K contains 2K elements. Yeah, it's kind of like Dunkirk almost. Whoa. How's her skin looking here? Because I remember it looking a little bit off in this scene too. Um, uh, she actually like looks okay. She, no, she looks good right here. I mean, her skin, as you say. Jeez. I really hope that whatever platform Watts was on, <laughs> it was uh, padded. Oh, it certainly was. If she just face planted on solid rocks, good grief, she's going to have some like scuffles on her. Oh, yeah. And also, oh, I got to say, one, she's a champ for going through the forest or the, sorry, forest, the jungle, uh, completely barefoot. And, um, but then I also have to complain that, uh, again, she has like no dirt anywhere on her skin, or and, and yeah, her clothes look a little like ruffled and whatnot. And there's like marks here yeah, and her there. Hair's but looking pretty good. Again, like I've, I've like hey, there's the crawled, dirt. I've okay, yeah, a bit of dirt, but I've I've crawled through dirt and it's lasted like it's been on my face for like several hours. I don't know. So then again, she does go in the river or water a few times. Spoilers, I guess. But I do I do always really enjoy this scene. Do you know I feel if like the the chemistry between her and Kong here is much better than her and uh, Brody? <laughs> that's that's fair. Do, do you know if like this is mostly Watts or did they get like a, another like stunt woman to do a lot of these? Like, well, that wasn't Watts right there. That wasn't, yeah. But no, it looks like it looks like eighty five percent of this is her. Yeah, and she was saying she had to learn how to dance for this. Oh, look at all the stuff floating around his head. That looked pretty good. You mean the flies? Oh, there's some cultural appropriation right there. Yes, it is. I don't really think so, but but yeah. Okay. Golly, by the way, I have to say, like, no, I don't. I don't think those are all flies. I think a lot of that's dust and and stuff. Uh, Probably okay. his dry skin coming off of his. Uh... Uh, <laughs> it's matter pollen. Who knows? Ta -da. I, I think. Yeah, I think it's a. Yeah, I think a lot of it's pollen. Whoa! Or yeah, like it could be pollen. Yeah. Yeah, where is Skull Island so sweet? By the way, in this in this place, uh, in this in this movie, because in well, I always wondered that because they leave from New York and. You you you'd assume Skull Island. I don't know why you'd assume it's in the Pacific uh, Ocean somewhere, but because like where could it possibly be in, like in the Atlantic or Southern Atlantic or or where is it in the MonsterVerse? I wondered that too. It's in like somewhere in the Oceanic region. Ocean. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, because the fact that they're from New York always bumped me because it can't be in the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> no, I think they said somewhere like southeast. So I'm thinking more towards like either middle of between South South America and Africa. Okay, I guess I could see that. I think in the behind the scenes they said maybe it was just scouting. I think they were talking about Micronesia. I see. So I'm not sure if that's supposed to be in the film or if they were just scouting locations. I'm not sure, but I can't remember anymore. It was such a blur listening to all those. 
Because again, like I said, the first hour and a half, they were only, they were only up to the boat at that point. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of information. Okay, Kylo Kong, we get this. Yeah, you're having a tantrum. He's not, you know, doing this, but whatever. See, Micronesia is where I'd always you. I don't know. Imagine it would be in whatever iteration of Kong you're watching. It's just how long would it take to get there from Brooklyn, and you'd have to go through like the Suez, <laughs> not the Suez, the Panama Canal or something. Um, it's that's an ungodly voyage. <laughs> Several months worth of travel. It's it's like it's almost like fifty percent of going around the globe or something. Well, you know, this movie is just like The Empire Strikes Back, you know. It's, just it's like it. It's exactly like a, it. <laughs> and it's got super vague uh, timeline when they're doing the traveling and things. There's so. a weird focus smudge on her hair, or there just was on that last close-up of Naomi Watts. I have no idea what that was about. Damn, look at his one ear. His one ear is just, like, gone. Poor Colin. <laughs> like, cauliflower. Uh, he's, he's super jacked up. I remember yeah. when the movie came out, they kept talking about his broken jaw. Oh. Well, I guess I'm free. Huh. Well, now what do I do? Actually, those scenes up on that hilltop actually remind me a lot of Search for Spock. Um, uh, if anybody is that familiar with that movie, there's a particular scene though when they're up on a like a cliff peak or something, and they're watching like the the sun, the moonrise or something to that effect. Um, that just reminds me. Uh, that's. That's the one I actually go back to the least. I go back to Final Frontier more than oh, Search for Spock. Dare you? How I just dare never you? liked it. It always felt so artificial. <laughs> when I was a kid or younger, my favorite Star Trek film would frequently change. Um, and there was times when Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, even Search for Spock was sometimes my favorite uh, when I was a younger kid uh, before I got more critical about things. So, yeah. I always hated the recasting of Savick, so I just could never. I hated it, and I but re- I just went with it. And uh, oh. I, I, have, I have a fondness for that movie, even though it's one of the other... Not that we're talking about Star Trek, but a lot of those original cast movies, they suffer from having well, like minuscule budgets. Um, oh, and you can feel it in that one. Yeah, you can, you can. You can, but, but still, I think it does good, despite that. Yeah, but I guess to get back to this, this is going to be a really emotional moment here. This character that we cared so much about is about to uh, meet his end. And again, it's like, why did we waste all that time on these two? I mean, after this scene, I feel like we barely focus on Jamie Bell anymore, too. It's like, it was all just a big waste of time. Well, shoot him. Shoot him right now. Yeah, you can shoot him right in the eye. Like, blind him. (laughs) Cock his gun. Literally copy the scene from Wicked City where he just shoots the guy in the, uh, well, I think he technically shot him in the mouth, not the eye, but the the point still remains. Shoot him in the part that's not, you know, covered in dense material. No, we're not going to shoot him? Okay. Whole thing sucks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just like a, and this too, little rubber man. First take. That looked very much like the prequels. Dead. Yep. Is that Mace Windu flying out the... Uh... That looked like Han Solo falling down. Uh, <laughs> I do love that shot of Denim there filming, though. Got that evil look. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Oh, there goes another bunch of guys. Oh, why was everyone still staying on the tree? The first yeah. thing I would have done is gotten off the other side of the cliff. Like Not... I said, common knowledge or common sense out of the out of the yeah. picture here. Like, thrown away. 
Oh, I do like these ruins. It's cool. Yeah, what do you think, Caleb? Because uh, you watch these more, or you watch the behind the scenes more. What do you think they, um, uh, these the, Kong and the dinosaurs and all the other weird creatures were natives to the island and then the humans showed up? Or like, have they all been coexisting together for centuries? Um, again, I stopped when they were still in the ship, so they never got into any of that stuff. Oh, okay. For, uh, and I wanted to keep watching. I was just like, oh, my time's running thin, and there's like still another hour and 40 minutes on this documentary. And I'm an hour and a half in. <laughs> Save it for another speakeasy another day. Oh, there goes another character. Yeah. Is he dead or? He's dead. The Chinese yeah, dead. guy? We'll get, we'll get confirmation uh, when we reach the bottom. Oh, a, oh my God. Heave. Yeah. Throws. I like the way that looks, even though, again, it looks like a miniature and weird. Yeah. But it's cool, though. It reminds me of a scene I saw from one of the Hobbits. This makes me think of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, golly, yeah. Dead Man's uh, Chest. See, I haven't seen... I don't know if those were in 4K or not, um, but... Ow. I just remember the effects in that looking a lot better than this. But I, that oh, could be yeah. memory cheating. I don't know. Definitely better and super-duper fun sequence with them. <laughs> and yet the, the posing pirates who are trying to sell the other pirates... It's one of the great things about that franchise is everyone's just a big asshole. You can't trust anyone ever. Huh. Yeah. I really appreciated that with the dang. Those Gore Verbinski ones. This is a cool creature. Yeah, it's it almost looks like a big salamander or something, but with like a dog's face. Yeah, like a Komodo dragon. Oh, I gotta yeah. say, I I love these creatures. I love their design. I think they're very cute. Yeah, these are cool. Look at them. It was like sneaking up on her. Ooh, that's yeah. creepy. More That's like freaky. he just was like walking and just like, oh, hey, hi. No, it was it was moving with a purpose. Oh God. This would be the most ferociously scary thing if it was real. If Yeah, I don't know why. It just looks really cute to me. Because alligators are already scary as they are in real life. Big ones. But one that can move like this and have like be aggressive like a pit bull. You know, like if you mate a pit bull and an alligator, that's horrifying. Yeah, that thing's scary, but I feel like what she's about to deal with is scarier for me. Oh, yeah, the uh, other Temple of Doom scene. Oh, poor little guy. I would wonder, I mean, that thing, we know how it would kill her. Those other things, how would they kill her? It would be a lot slower and more unpleasant. Hey, Ooh. everybody remember that scene from Attack of the Clones right at the beginning with those two little, like, millipede-looking things that the oh, Bounty yeah. Hunter 6 on Amidala? The, uh, yes. the hunter-killer scene. Yeah, there we go. I just killed one of these a uh, couple days ago. Uh, I hate that mouth. Why would you? They look really cute. <laughs> no, I can't stand Except them. The one I killed was only a, a, an inch long. I would say not as cute as the previous beast, but... Okay, I don't know what's going on with the fellatio scene, but... Oh, <laughs> makes me feel nauseous. I mean, yeah, you had to deal with roaches like in your previous apartment, so it's just like, I, I get it. I do like this reveal, too. And, all uh, the music and everything stops and it's just like oh fuck actually I, I i guess there was no music there either that's one of the fun things with the uh scarier scenes i guess i guess Howard. this is really stupid in that like all of a sudden like okay so the t-rex has you know food and then goes after her why yeah i agree though actually that much bigger food this makes <laughs> no sense i think it'd be satiated with that with that recent kill yeah like what are you doing like she has like proportion wise like she has nothing yeah, on. like nothing. she has barely like any she's just skin and bones to you whereas like this this thing before you just like got and an unfamiliar piece of prey you figure it would like what it already is used to not just immediately go after something yeah what the hey this makes no sense. also what is this from the incredibles 
Incredibles. Also, Howard's music here feels a little bit too uh, whimsical. I don't know. Yeah, gimmicky. It almost sounds like aliens. I feel like if she just dropped on her stomach, oh, two seconds previously, the T Rex would have lost her. This is true. It's not like you know, there's another one like waiting right beside her or whatnot, right? That we don't see in frame until like later. I mean, sorry, what am I going off on about? Yeah, just be satisfied with what you have. Yeah, no, this this feels a little too silly. Over uh, storyboarded or something. I don't know what it is, but animatic. Whoever came up with this this idea, I have no idea. Well, that's an interesting rock looking piece right there. And it's oh, like wait. sleeping there. It's like resting its head against. The this is insane, yeah. though. It looks good. Definitely looks Again, good, but this looks is good, super but insane. I still don't get like you know why would why would you have her like she's a light not even a light snack she's she's a bacon bitch she would smell completely abnormal too like this weird mammalian smell <laughs> plus she'd have like you know these these coals in there they may not digest properly like, it's not like, thinking about that but <laughs> probably just thinks it's some weird skin yeah maybe i don't know i don't know Look at the stupid little arms. Tastes too much like ape, maybe. It's dumb little arms. Or no, sorry, pig. What is it that's considered similar to our? Oh yeah, See, it's, it's this whole entire sequence of the movie is a is a. Um, Here comes Tarzan. I mean King Kong. Is a metaphor for a woman in a man's world and uh, <laughs> the the, the struggle of the feminist woman. That this is all a metaphor for for that this entire probably skin deep. All right, so I will say uh, this part I really did enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, the I mean, in the original, the very similar scene, and it was very fun there too. So, you know, it was nice to see it uh, recreated with better effects. Yep. Man, she can belt out a uh, a scream. Yep. So again, if if we pretend this was real. I feel like the T-Rexes are going to win. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, no, I think just because, like, if, if Kong's strength is multiplied from an already, like, existing silverback gorilla, which can, an apex gorilla could roughly lift over, like, 4,000 pounds already. So it's just like... Yeah, but these things, nah, like... like I think the arms help. These things would have substantial strength, too, if they were real. Oh, certainly not. Also, he just eye gouged that guy. Okay, now three's out of control. I always say, like, hands, thumbs, yeah, like, three. digits, like, they, yeah, no. I think it helps having the arms. These guys have just their heads, really. Yeah. <laughs> and they're really good to charge. Yeah, but they're, they're like... And their tails. But see, they are super, are, like, like kangaroos, the big ones, already seem pretty vicious if they want to fight. Nice. Yeah, I know what their hind and legs. And then these are, like, like armored, like, creatine-filled... Like sharp and nice. tooth, like nice roll. Man, if nice you were cap. facing off with two kangaroos that were as big as you, or even a little bit bigger, no way. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> no freaking way. Same with the emus. Hey, this is this is Kong. He's the king. Oh, is he going yeah. for a choke slam? Oh, almost. They look more like a spear. More like a um, sort of a spear. Is that edge? Almost like a uh, no. <laughs> Roman Reigns. You know, it kind of looked like and one hand hampered as well for much of this. It looks like a clothesline throw almost. Oh wow, just over the shoulder throw. Yeah. Come on, Con, get up there. Oh, what? <laughs> Actually, yeah. This next coming up, upcoming scene reminds and me. As of funny as this is, this is no Kong versus Godzilla, not at all. 
Oh, oh yeah, it's no. a different flavor. I'll say that. Yeah, different flavor. I, I like seeing the the. T-Rex I know, but I'm just saying a, a reptilian monster versus the ape. This is very different. Well, this is a basic like reptilian. Well, a sort of reptilian monster. Now, this is the point for me where they push it too far and it becomes just too silly. I can see that, but it also kind of reminds me of Tarzan a bit, like Disney's Tarzan. Never saw it. Or you mean the animated or the animated one? Yeah, not the live action one. That one is amazing. This right here. This is just too silly. It really cares about eating her at this point. Yeah, when there's like all these other like bats around her, it's just or around this T Rex, it's just like this is yeah, this is dumb. (laughs) All this fighting took the energy out of me. I need a little something to uh, satiate. Like a like, crocodile eating a human, that make that makes sense. Like that's that perfectly makes sense because like we're roughly proportionate. I'm not saying to a crocodile or an alligator, but we we have meat compared to that. But this is like a titanic beast, or at least a, a beast that existed long ago. Like calorie calorie wise, yeah, they would she'd be like a wafer. Yeah, that or a bacon bit. Even then, maybe not. <laughs> this is so insane. This whole thing. All right, just close your jaw. Close your jaw. <laughs> It's hard enough to stay on the back of one of those, um, those, uh, the thing they have at Country Western Bars, the, the fake bull ride thing, the mechanical oh, yeah. bull ride. <laughs> That's hard enough to stay on. And then look at this. Look at this whole yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, this feels as ridiculous as like a Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean, but it's not as, uh, the comedy isn't quite as silly to, to justify it. This is the weirdest, like, it's not even a TLC match. This is what, what, what match would you say this is? I don't even know. I don't even know what you'd call this. More like no holds barred. As much as we're making fun of it, though, I'm still okay with it. Actually, weird. You imagine extreme rules when they bring beasts in. Oh god. <laughs> I'm weirdly okay with it too. It it feels a little too out of step for the rest of the movie, but but it looks cool. Okay, here's a nice shot. Okay, let's yep. see what happens. Yeah, that's a really nice shot, actually. In comes Manny. The hero theme. Hero man. <laughs> Looks like Swamp Thing. Man, those T-Rexes do have really tiny arms, though. It all goes back to Swamp Thing for us, at least. Yeah, their their arms are a little too tiny. It looks comical. <laughs> Insanely tiny. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're so little. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Trust the... Me, uh, good, good Dinosaur, they're also pretty tiny. Journey to the Center of the Earth remake. Oh, with, with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. I did. That was another ridiculous T-Rex. I don't think I've seen it. Years ago. Oh my god! I haven't watched it since. Yeah, they're strange looking beasties, those guys. There you go, Kong. Alright, here we go. Yep, there you go. Just like having wrist control with human beings, have uh, mouth control Ooh. or jaw control. Somehow I missed that he tore that he tongue to, out. He needs to, he needs to stick his, his arm down there and pull its whole stomach out. That's what needs to happen. It, that's from another movie, Eric. <laughs> Not this one. That would be so cool. Here he's doing the smart thing. Jeez, what is this, jiu-jitsu? We see this in every Kong iteration. This is a weird head or a, a neck crank. I don't even know if it's a head crank by this point. Just go for the rear naked choke. First in the 30s, then oh, in the 70s. But this is the most grotesque of them uh, i think some illegal move in jets it's jawbreaker what the hey and i always love that too plays with it <laughs> i feel like he's testing it out just to make sure it's dead good grief now wear its skin he likes it hey looks kind of funny when it moves like this i'll wear its skull as a as a helmet so why is there only one kong on the island he's the last he's going extinct yeah i i don't there's still multiple t-rexes a lot of brontosauruses. Yeah, I mean, again, there's that sense of this this island's like in decay. 
So like maybe there was more of them and now it's just kind of withered down to just him or or maybe there's another one and he's they're like territorial. So you only cover their certain range or something. Oh, that'd be damn interesting. <laughs> there's another Kong. He's like super friendly. He likes to paint. <laughs> he likes to paint. Sip on my ties. This one is like the one who has like a, a learning disorder, um, personality <laughs> disorder. Jeez. I like where he was all pissed. He's like, hmm, I did all that for you, but I'm, gonna, I'm still going to give you the cold shoulder. You still rejected me before. No, in the old, uh, in the old uh, Star Wars sequel novels, I mean, that followed Jedi, like it was established in the novels that that uh, Chewbacca just had this weird uh, um, speech impediment that actually normal Wookiees could just speak normal English. Uh, <laughs> and it was just Chewbacca who like couldn't so... That's what I'm saying about this King. This is actually the the less functional King Kong. His oh, uh, golly. his cousin on the other side is perfect, perfectly adaptable. How do you explain the <laughs> holiday special then, if that's still in canon? Oh, that's not it's not canon. with his family and his and Lumpy. This was my favorite sequence as a kid. As someone who loved horror, this scene just yeah hit the right spot. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, I'm just gonna totally call it out. Uh, and right there, yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. Oh. Oh, big time. Yeah, big time. That's so funny. Uh, I do a class at work where I talk about Stockholm Syndrome. And I just recently started equating it to um, Beauty and the Beast and King Kong. I mean, when I'm like going over the lesson (laughs) for examples of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, and the ones that's like super romanticized too, especially in this movie. Like they really play up that romantic uh, kind of falling for each other. It's weird when you get into the bestiality element too. Like, oh, there he is. A little strange. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, that looks gross. That's just dirt, dude. Hey, it looks. It looks like yeah. It looks like poo. Yeah, right. Oh, Circus's whole arm is gone there. It's right in there. Yeah, it's was it getting in quicksand? Oh, there's haze. Doesn't look like rubber band to me. Maybe I should go revisit Stockholm Syndrome just to make sure I'm correcting that part uh oh yeah now he gets his other uh evil ideas now he uh now he has to start thinking on his feet he's limited he's like well i got no film so what else can i do what else can i do to get my fame or justify this entire you know trip from going on yeah and it's nice that they focus so much on him as a villain i mean that's something they picked up on in the 70s but the 30s he was more just kind of like kind of just missing it like he was a regular guy out of the frying pan and into the fire yeah these things are so nasty looking Oof, look like uncircumcised uh but with some penis dentata <laughs> oh going on or something <laughs> they're really good i'll say that they look really, it just punches it i bet you they'd be good though like if you could kill one and cook it properly oh <laughs> the first thing everybody comes up with how can I eat this thing? It's like, can you know he's not? I don't know what, cre- what creatures make those huge maggots or like the, the really big ones that other cultures eat, but I imagine those could be tasty if done right. I mean, they're just, pro- they're just protein. Like, they don't look Ugh. inherently dirty. Man, these things look very phallic. That's why I said penis dentata. <laughs> How did this movie get away with it? Oh, I can't stand those little guys. Oh, make me the make cricket looking things. crawl. Yeah. Maybe they're locusts. Some of these look like macro enemy crabs. If you if we could speak the, the insect language, these this is just like um 
It's like oh, James, golly. they're like this is like James and the Giant Peach, and they're like, "Come be our friends." Oh, yeah. why are you stabbing us? We're just trying to be friendly. Oh, why are you? <laughs> or like you know, her? Bugs Life, <laughs> except for the main character. Unless they oh, change that yet. That Macrotera shot was from the oh. guy. Oh, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Cut it off. Cut it off. It's a CGI thing. Oh no. Oh. He was striking at it too. It's like it went right, right through the effect. You can't weird. kill me. I'm Kong. I'm Kong. You can't kill Kong. <laughs> oh golly! I directed Venom too. <laughs> These are all the fans. <laughs> oh, you know that is funny because they did the the motion capture guy in this one, and they did the same thing in uh, Kong Skull Island with Tony Kebble. Yep. Give them both a little bit parts. That's kind of fun. Oh, this part's stupid. This is just like oh, every, every firearm enthusiast is just like probably having an aneurysm right now or conniption. Just like or any person with eyes. Look, he's yeah. covering. He's blinking. He's got his eyes I was closed. Gonna say, it works because his eyes are closed. That's why it works. <laughs> sure, it does. <laughs> See, what would have been cool if like Mary and Pippin just fell into the scene all of a sudden. <laughs> or they just happen to already be there. Mary yeah, and Pippin get a just... gun, as my sibling would say. Oh, man. Or if they had like non speaking roles and they're just like two guys with the. Like, Jeez, Louise! You just see their corpses strung up. <laughs> Good grief! Yeah, where's Tolkien's appearance in this? Oh my gosh, that thing is crazy! There's a face hugger scene for y'all. Oh, I hate that. Look at it. Look at its little teeth. Ooh, that's grotesque. Mandibles, little mandibles. Yeah, not teeth. Whoa! <laughs> Look at that huge one coming in the background. That was the macro. Yeah, the big mantis-looking thing. Don't you still need to have the, the whole background turn black and white for a second? Yeah, and of course, this is based off of kind of a mythical scene from the original one. Because there was apparently this same scene, but no one really knows if it was ever filmed or if it was something that was filmed and then just destroyed. No one's really sure, but but this was the recreation of it. Or I think they said, I heard something about it, like it was too intense for audiences or something. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not sure if they actually shot it or if it was cut during the, the script phase. <laughs> Some people claim to have seen it, but Archer's here, hero man. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> Where's the recoil? <laughs> a lot of stuff's turned a little stupid here. <laughs> How do they not hit? Oh, you guys saw Mandalorian, right? That was, I don't know. It's reminding me of that that spider episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that was a cool one. There's a triceratops. I'd like to see yeah. that. Oh, there's Mary. <laughs> no, that's what that's. The, I thought that was, oh, so that's what the that Kong's called. Yeah, that's weird that we get this here too. The Kong family. Again. I this. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. He's just walking all sad. Oh, yeah, there's more of them than just his parents. Like there's there's multiple ones. Yeah, there's a lot of several. Yeah, there must have been some sort of extinction event or something. Or yeah. they do like the uh, the elephants. Like they have a certain place to go to die. Yeah. It seems like it's right by his house here. <laughs> it probably is his house. Yeah, and here we get Chekhov's uh, sunset. Wait, how? Wait, Chekhov's sunset? Yeah, because we. Put that in the movie. The sunset's going to kill him later? Or be used? Well, they, they share their last moment. I guess this is the moment when they come together and kind of solidify their romance and then <laughs> their last moment. Sure. Connection, whatever you want to call well, it. Well, yeah. It's- yeah. Well, hey, it's it's there's something. I mean, look at that look she's got for him. Oh, you're so powerful and huge. Oh, I, I won't go there. <laughs> um. Again, it's a metaphor for 
jungle fever. Oh, I don't no. want to define what jungle fever means. He's a mopey mood. He's in a mopey mood right now. I'm in my feels. We'll hope that jungle fever has fallen out of the common parlance. <laughs> I don't know what you call it nowadays. Let's ask uh, Roger Moore. <laughs> hey, look, I'm juggling. I'm juggling on a ledge. CGI juggling, too. <laughs> Never looks like she's actually holding those. I feel like she That's might be. True. No, he's so right. She's just... Oh, okay. She's yeah, he never looks... <laughs> okay, fine. It's only because I know how to juggle now, so it's just like... No, but what's be. so weird is that some of these janky effects, you know, people who produce uh, YouTube videos for a living, like, they've achieved this level <laughs> of effects, like, five years ago. It's crazy. Oops. Ma- ma'am, you're near a ledge. Ooh, you may want to be bad. careful. What a bad shot. She was not there there. She almost looked like a giant standing next to a mountain. Because of the, <laughs> the way the perspective shot was, she almost looked like she was 300 feet tall for a second. Yeah, it looked real weird. You get a nice little quiet moment. And again, I feel like I feel their connection and their chemistry a lot more than her and Adrian Brody. So I don't know if that was intentional or if just bad casting. It's, it's hard to say. But yeah, that is a good shot. wait so if it's setting in the west that means that yeah this is in the east somewhere okay it always sets in the he's west like, no matter where you are i know but look at him he's like beautiful i don't know where i get that from they're like oh are you beautiful Vasquez rocks just kidding <laughs> Uh, wait, is that pride is that pride rock in the back if you there? zoom in if you pause and zoom in you'll see a little <laughs> tiny captain kirk and a little horn and they're fighting over there yeah this yeah some of the effects are really not if you know if you know karate kid part three there's a the little bonsai plant that that uh danielson's trying to rescue down the ravine Ooh, there was a really weird error there as they were like shifting the camera to get closer to her, some of the background stuff was shifting its place and it did not look right. <laughs> like there was like rocks there and they were suddenly moving. See, if only they had the volume, if the volume for Mandalorian had been invented when they were making this movie. Yeah, it's going to be great to see how that changes, uh, changes effects and especially with matting. Cause that's always the worst or the hardest part for them is matting people in. So it looks like Archer here saved the day and uh, redeemed himself. God, I totally yeah. see him as a Nazi now. Like, I, I can't unsee it anymore. <laughs> yeah, ever since Caleb told us who it was, I'm just like, it's it struck her. I can't stop seeing him from Resident Evil Apocalypse. It's weird, too, because he could be like a low-rent, uh, what's his name? Um, Liam Neeson, almost. Uh like with the less pronounced nose. Yeah, young Qui Gon. Yeah, he could play like the young Qui Gon. Oh my god, the weird. Depending on how old he is right now. I have a special skill. How do you know she's not dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, some of these scenes, I don't feel like Jack Black sells it quite as much. Like he, he starts to lay it on a little too thick. I, I don't know. Maybe that's being nitpicky. 
Well, that's turning into a Sith. Hopeful chloroform, eh? Well, there's the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, little Sithy, yeah. He's going on Anakin Skywalker. There's the uh, upset payoff. Yeah, where's the, like, the demon eyes from... Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so, once again, we have... We have a diplomacy check here that Jack Black's, you know, <laughs> convincing the captain here to go with the plan and for some reason the captain low rolled low on his diplomacy check and um jack black's character rolled higher yeah. maybe not 20 so once again yeah. getting through the scene somehow <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of a repeat it's the second time we've seen him where he's like oh no i refuse to do this just offer more money and so, uh yeah. Now he's not even offering money, just like, no, let's just capture the beast. And he goes with it for some reason. Also, there's a lot of fortitude saves. I forgot to mention that. There's a lot of fortitude saves in this in this movie. I don't even know what that what that D&D reference means. That's uh, that's regarding, uh, let's see, so will save is that, also dex save, I'll say that, or, do, or reflex save, that's what it is. Reflex save is just like dodging out of the way quick enough. Um, yeah. And then will save is when, it, oh, with that like mouth right there oh that's what it is okay so that was a, that was the stain in the uh, map that they were talking about i see okay that, that makes sense now um oh, uh, just interrupt you briefly yeah go ahead so since we've been talking ever since we brought up that dinosaur movie i clicked on the wikipedia and it's been sitting in front of me this whole time and i just noticed that james newton howard did the music for that as well <laughs> wow so just <laughs> that's interesting it is interesting yeah weirdly after we did uh i i, I know if anybody goes list, goes and listens to our happening review caleb's not a fan of james newton howard he can be good but yeah sometimes he just is a complete hack it's, it's weird <laughs> yeah. i guess if you catch him on a good day he's good catch him on a bad day and he's just no talent just oh and these these uh bats here look almost identical to the sumatran uh rat monkey it's like a repeated uh i guess a homage design like how i guess without arms right uh just yeah just the face it looks the same i see and probably you know cgi instead of practical effects yeah i mean maybe they're cousins i mean i guess they did who say knows? that they met some sort of swede who came to the island. maybe he was the one who caught the monkeys and brought him back good question to infect new zealand man those things look creepy or are they like the flying monkeys from wizard of oz that's the question those things look super creepy yeah those flying monkeys in wizard of oz they always always gave me nightmares as a kid yeah, and I'm going to complain about these bats in a couple couple seconds here because I don't understand why they start attacking Kong. Like, I figured they'd be scared and would just fly away, but instead they start attacking him for no so reason. So there's a lot of bones there. Is that because he has a history of killing them? Or what's going on? Because I also heard in a YouTube video today uh, that this Kong is supposed to be an herbivore. Um, so... I don't know. So is this like an ongoing thing that they, they like to attack him? Like, do you mean back bat bones? Well, because there was some. It looked like there was some kind of animal bones when Brody was coming up. Yeah, it's Kong's bones. Yeah, it's his his uh, lineage I bones. Was, yeah. I thought I thought I thought it was I thought it was uh, bones of a smaller creatures uh, that I had just saw. I saw the family bones earlier, but I thought I just 
saw some smaller animal bones. I don't know. I mean, it could have been, but I, I feel though it's more like territorial in this case. Like they want him out of here. But this um, is like their, this is like his family home or whatever, because he's got all the, the bones there. Well, bats still like caves, so I guess they just have to coexist with each other in the same habitat. No, I, I'd figure the bats would just fly away, then they'd come back when Kong's gone. I feel like the, the attacking was just a little bit of a contrivance. Oh, but... That's fair. And then, yeah, some of the, some of the scripting just gets a little weak. Uh, ever since the dinosaur fight, things have just been feeling a little bit weird, but... Why doesn't he just reach closer? Uh, it's all for dramatic effect. <laughs> she, we understand she can't reach any further, but he's like reaching out. Dude, just take a step forward. Mine. She's mine. Here comes the bats. Hey, leave that guy alone. He's our best friend. Bats. Leave him alone, man. Hey. Did he just startle the bats? Because the bats are just chilling. Did Kong, I mean, startle the bats? Yeah, but now they're going into full. Yeah, he startled them, but... Because they were just fine. They were just there, minding their own beeswax. Now Do they want to eat her? Apart. Yep. It seems like maybe they're going after her. Both? I don't even know. Oh, she loses her jacket there. Now they just want to kill him. Cecily in this her nightgown the entire movie. hey oh. I think we've had enough of this gag already. The trying to get through the legs thing. I mean, from earlier yeah. in the movie. What is this, like the swing set? If you're in elementary school there? His face looked real funny, too, when he was doing it. Like, he... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dang, finally she gets, oh. like, gut- gutted up. Not gut- not gutted up. She gets a gash under her eye right there. I do real think nice it was time. a shame that they actually gave him the, the white on his back. I, I really don't feel like we needed that there. Oh, I saw some, matting bad, uh, some bad matting back there. Yeah, a lot of really bad ones here. I really hope you got enough rope there, bud. Because uh, it's a long way down, looks like. It's an incredibly long way <laughs> down. All I, dude, if this is like Enderby Cliffs length. I actually went to the top of the World Trade Center when it still existed. Yeah. And the view they just had seems much higher than the, the World Trade Center. <laughs> that vine stretches all the way down. Look at these bats. They're huge. Jeez. Well, there's a lot of huge creatures on this island, if you didn't notice. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. It looks like they're trying to bite at them. Why are they missing? That's a good question there. And my answer is, I don't know. Oh, this is another weird bit. <laughs> All right, we're going to parasail. Use a parachute. <laughs> Look at that weird shot. <laughs> He's like, darn it. Oh, I'm so mad. All right, time to just jump. <laughs> I'm sure I'll survive if I like parachute roll. Very Jurassic Park 3, that shot cool. of them landing in there. All right. We're in the water. We're safe. Oh, man. Those things are really crying. I mean, obviously the volume down. looks very strange. Oh! Yeah, he's really peeping. The rock structure over on the left a moment ago looked like Darth Vader's helmet. Oh, my. <laughs> Legion of Doom uh, headquarters as well. I... <laughs> Get that out of here. Uh, this is absurd. How could Khan possibly catch up or find them again after that escape? Probably got a good like sense of smell, hearing perhaps, and well, you know he's what twenty five feet or something like that, so he's got a good like. Hey, they uh, flew foot length. They flew way far away. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Well, you got a question like how did how did they get back to the right place? Though that's my question. Yeah, well, they they left breadcrumbs. They left. Uh, uh, what was it, E.T. again? Was it M and M's? I can't wait. I'm forgetting. Snakes. 
Are M&Ms even existing in this point? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably not. Oh, damn. okay. That's what had it hit him. The rope got him. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why they added that little bit, but... Yeah, unless that was, like, for something later. Unless it was in the extended version, I have no idea. Maybe it really happened. Maybe, uh... This is <laughs> totally a coincidence of convenience that it came down to this. Yeah, they were all just waiting. That they would both get to the gate at the exact same time. Oh, wait, is it slow-mo? Is it slow-mo? Yeah, uh, better slow-mo, I'll say that. But this is real slow-mo. This is actual in-camera slow-mo. This is real slow-mo. This is good slow-mo. wasn't, uh... Cheap After Effects. All of a sudden, she knows exactly what's going on. This is like, this is like Pearl Harbor. Uh, the Michael Bay has a lot of slow motion like this. Makes me wonder if he shot this stuff at the end of the end of the shoot and was like, "Hey, you know that's slow mo. We need more of that in the movie." <sighs> it's just adding some cheap crap. <laughs> she comes back and all of a sudden she's just like, "Why aren't we going back to the? Oh, we're gonna capture him now. I don't like that. He seems like an okay, a decent fellow. Yeah, but he saved me." Why do we have to bring him back with us? All the sailors look Irish. Uh, there should be some <laughs> Italians. Yeah, I could see that. Oh. And British. Wait, what did I walk myself into? Congratulations. So much of this feels like it should be the climax. Played himself. Yeah, it kind of does. Something about just the way it looks to it almost looks like, oh, they're out of budget now and it's time to start running, shutting things down. Because the effects, I don't know, they start to seem like they're breaking down a little bit here. But I guess they've been breaking down for a while. Common sense, out the door. Don't think about it. That part I like. Um, it is ropes. I mean, it is like strong rope. Hopefully they got there. But I mean, for the tactics itself, it's not terrible. No, oh, the tactics to capture him? Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like, not bad. Well, this part is a metaphor for systemic racism. Uh, yeah, that's what they're trying no, I can see that. <laughs> I don't know if I can see. It. Also, those bottles are really fragile. By the way, they're not even fragile; those are unrealistic bottles. Hey, they make them like that on purpose for chloroform. That way, if they drop off a shelf, everyone gets knocked out. <laughs> Which is another thing I have a problem with. Is like they should have. Uh, they, spoilers: They only use like three bottles of chloroform. They should have used everything to like get to knock them out because it's just like now nah, I, I can't even see like three bottles. I don't even know how many liters is in like one or sorry gallons. How do they get through this? In, the, in there? I don't remember how they get past this because. Oh man! Because now that he's. I gone. like all the shots of uh, Jamie Bell in the background with no dialogue anymore. Ever since his uh, his partner died, it's just not a character anymore. His character arc is over. Again, why do we waste all that time? Slam. Some of this feels a little bit like uh, Robert Holmes writing, where everyone's kind of paired up. Get out of here! <laughs> hey, you're bringing out your your metaphors all. Bring out some cheap doctor references. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's getting Robert Holmesies. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this reminds me of a location in Breath of the Wild, the video game. Ooh, can't wait for that! I never played that. Oh, it's so good. And a lot of things like, that we were saying about this apply to Breath of the Wild, meaning uh, when you do exploring, there's like there's there's um, ancient ruins that don't have a full explanation. Where's this guy the whole there's time? Of, oh, cool. Oh, remnants of a lost civilization. Dang. Oh, that sounds fun. It's fantastic. Yeah, I do like that. Just bites the head off and throws him. Yeah, jeez. 
I don't get Kong here though. Is he like scared of the water? Why isn't he moving forward? He just kind of stays there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he should have got him already. Oh, <laughs> dang. Dang. Well, he kind of did get him there. Whoa. He like reaches out, but he mainly is just like, oh, I'll just kind of. Oh, these guys don't look like they're there. That's like uh, don't worry, Star Trek IV Voyage Home when they're like getting off the uh, bird of prey, but you don't actually think they're in the ocean. We're going white whale hunting. Wait, that's that's no white whale. He's got white on his back, so it's close enough. Yeah, is this a retelling of uh, Moby Dick? Now there's, there's another pulp. I was going to say that earlier. I was going to call him Captain Ahab earlier. <laughs> there's a there's a why why wasn't he Captain Ahab? That's the question. Uh, there's a there's a pulp story you want to see. King Kong versus Moby Dick. Yeah, I feel like things like slowed down weirdly with this scene. Yes, you're right. It's almost like they're in quicksand or something. And the, the effects are really bad. Yeah. So again, it feels like a terrible like climax. Not not terrible for dramatic weight, just the f- effects are really Boom. breaking down. For a moment, it almost looked like Jack Black jumped to the foreground just because <laughs> things looked weird. Uh, you got glass in your eye now, bud. That's not good. You got to wash it out with water. Yeah, that that'd probably fuck up his eyes, yeah. Oh, dude, totally would. Poor Kong, look at him. He's like, oh man, I just wanted to get my babe. I mean, okay, maybe I'm wrong on this and how like the how much like affects the ratio is to per like you know how much uh, amount oh, of. Kyle Ren's on the back left, behind back there. Did you see it? Did you see that. it? Yeah. <laughs> you mean Revan, the original Kyle Ren, not actual Kyle Ren? There he is. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting there. He's reaching out, reaching out to the force. <laughs> He's actually doing like a Luke Skywalker pose at the end of uh, the second one, uh, Last Jedi, <laughs> before he vanishes. Oh, God. I'll bring that up. How much chloroform would it actually take to like knock Kong out, at least this one? How much chloroform would it take me to enjoy this movie right now? Uh, not oh. much, because you'd OD on chloroform. I'm joking. I don't hate this movie, but... That stuff is strong. When I was watching it earlier today, I was getting real bored during this section of the movie. Would glass pierce him? I was like, okay, let's let's get back to New York. Like, come on, now we're just kind of dragging actually. Our now feet. I got to question that is like, if he could survive a lot of like chomps from like T Rexes, it's like why did why would glass all of a sudden like pierce his skin? I was more talking about the eyes. I think his skin would be okay. No, yeah, the eyes. That's that's fine. It's like getting dust in his eyes a little, really like tiny shards of glass uh, for him at least. But like, yeah, skin, glass shouldn't penetrate his skin if he can take like a T Rex chomp. How about for you, Isaac? Were you feeling kind of bored by this point in the movie? I mean, it's been well, like it's like we've been in slow mo for the last five minutes. <laughs> That's fair. Well, for me, at this point, I actually was kind of like checking the time to see like how much time it is, and more like seeing okay, what what's next? Let's let's see what's what's happening next. Okay, I sort of see what you mean by calories right there, but <laughs> um, it, it was more like okay, Kong looks so small right there. He does. <laughs> Looks weirdly small. Yeah, fair enough. But I, yeah, that's basically what I was thinking. I was like, okay, let's see where this is going. I want to. I, I, I kind of want to see. I wasn't really bored. I was just more like, okay, where's what's coming next? Um, oh, okay. It's like, because um, I know we're going to get to the final scene eventually. So it's just like, so we spent a large amount of time uh, on the island uh, instead of over. I mean, I don't know. I forget what what it was like in the thirty three movie. Like, I this mean, looks I cool. The whole time. This is yeah, cool looks right very now. good on the on the 4K. I like the universal pictures up there. Yeah, it's really awesome. It looks really nice. Um, I'm, I'm gonna very go lavish. Start cooking dinner right now. I'll be back in a little bit. Okay, that's fun. 
That's 46th Street? Hmm. She's having second thoughts, it seems. How was life back in New York treating you there, Anne? Yeah, that King Kong logo almost looks similar to the, uh, the 30s one. I would assume intentional, of course. Okay, this looks amazing. Um... Yeah. I don't know if those are CGI lights or if they're just like flashes or CGI lights. I have no idea. <laughs> That's getting excessive. <laughs> I like the sound effects of the, uh, what was it with those old cameras? Would they have to break the lens or break the uh, flash every time? I think the lights would always like crack or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I don't remember either anymore. Uh, but here comes these, uh, couple of douchebags. The sleazy. Uh, well, maybe not sleazy, but just like, you know, the boss men that are, you know, not nice nope. to him. I like this. He's like smiling. Then he noticed so many frowns. Yeah. Just like, like, I don't want you to smile at me. Piece of shit. Also nice cut in the cheek there. Also, how long is this like after we, uh, after we uh, return? Cause I mean, it's, it's winter time now. Unless, I mean, it was fall. Like when we first were here in New York. Well, I said it'd be a long sea voyage. So it probably was at least a, like a month or so on the, on the water. Yeah. Look at yourself. Look at what you've become. Yeah, perhaps there's the cry havoc. Uh, what do you call it? the the heart The heart of darkness reference there. Cry havoc. Also in also in Star Trek Six. Yeah. <laughs> Undiscovered country. Is it in Free the Dogs of War? Yeah, the Klingon who's played by. Uh... Oh, uh, uh, from the Is... Virgin Spring and. Uh... Oh, God. Powell, what's his name? The actor's name. Um, didn't he die recently? Um, Rest in peace. Max Foncito? No. No. He was in six, wasn't he? Max Foncito? Yeah, I thought he was. It's. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking of the other guy. The Christopher guy Plummer. Christopher Plummer. He plays Plummer. the thing on. He says, Cry Havoc! Yeah. Oh god, yeah, they they go way over the top with the quoting in that one. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, there's three plays happening at once here. Well, not plays, but three three shows happening. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, a comedy, a a musical, and then yeah, whatever you want to call that display of Khan. What? <laughs> it's a show with him as a star, I guess. I yeah no I have I have no idea. Yeah, I wanted there to be like a big Exxon uh, sign above his head. <laughs> Save it for the '76 the, uh... film. <laughs> yeah. Heck, you know what? I'm just gonna call it now. We're watching '76 next. The oh, Super God. X is gonna just malfunction. Not malfunction. Well, yeah, it's gonna <laughs> malfunction again, and we're gonna watch '76. Calling yeah, it I now. Forgot I, I forgot about the randomizer. Wow, I gotta quickly go uh, make sure. Howard Shore, not Howard Shore, but. Uh... Oh, uh, 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 James Newton Howard. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a fun cameo. Maybe it's him. No, it's not. Yeah, that would have been. Wow. So he's di- diegetically in the film. I think that's how it works. The, the theater in San Antonio, uh, where I'm from, uh, like the one that's most Broadway like, it's very similar to this theater. Like the the architecture and the designs on the, on the I don't know what you call it, on the walls and the sides. It's very similar uh, to the Majestic Theater in San Antonio. Yeah, it's it's um, it's very Baroque-ish, Baroque-esque. 
um what do you want to call it that because that kind of like 19th century architecture maybe even like 17th or 18th century architecture from like uh, europe in a way we have it similar here in the orpheum downtown uh way smaller though not not mm-hmm. as big but uh certainly the official like where you would see all your concerts at oh yeah yeah and symphonies i went to go see uh, jerry seinfeld there oh really yeah the orpheum i saw um what's his name oh my gosh uh um oh gosh uh the magician um the street magician oh chris angel david uh, blaine david blaine david blaine i saw him at this the theater that looks like this in san antonio oh there's that faux uh, arabian proverb yeah to bring that back i don't mind it was a fun little reference <laughs> but it was never a real proverb no it wasn't <laughs> As Confucius once said, I didn't say that (laughs) S-H-I-T. I give you Kong. And I'm pretty sure this music right here is directly from the 30s one as well. (laughs) Everyone, even the, the people in the little... Look at poor Kong. Like This is just sad. It's really weird. Looks like really CGI all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, this part is cool. Yeah, this stuff looks great. And I'm curious how much of it was CGI and how much it was uh, real recreation. Uh, it looks like 90% to me. You know, I was thinking about all the cars that they probably had to recreate. So I'm sure they didn't actually get those. Yeah, they look like CGI cars, a lot of them. Oh, touching my hand on the beast. Uh, okay that can't be taken in the wrong way made of chromium steel the hardest steel in the entire world i guess spared no expense yeah chrome steel i don't i don't know much about chrome steel i'm not a metal fabricator nor a blacksmith nor uh chemical chemical fabricator nor do i know my chemistry on metals but like it basically it's 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 strong i do like jack thinking that he's talking about him it's like getting a little embarrassed and <laughs> yeah no that's right yeah it's like oh boy looks like i have to go on the stage and oh fuck even though he's on the balcony and then in comes archer um who i guess you know redeemed himself earlier and now he's well i mean is he you know the uh, is he the bad guy here? I don't. I don't. I don't know. He's just an actor at guy. this point, so I. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just kind of like a hollow. Uh... Oh, these guys—the costume too, right out of that '30s film. Basically. Oh, he's not. Kong's not looking too good. Oh boy. Yeah, and I, I feel like. <laughs> now they look like they're out of the uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. I want to get a close-up of that. Uh... The, the chieftain or whatever he is. I I I would hope they're not uh I would hope they're not blackface. What was that guy in Live and Let Die? The uh oh, I should remember that guy's name, Mr. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was the seven up guy. I forget what his, his line with the <laughs> seven up commercials was, but 
Yeah, I feel like those the women's costume looks similar to the one in King Kong or Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. 62? 62, yeah. Yeah. More like a woman, not a girl. Golly, get it right. Oh, wow, there's a woman of color in the audience. Oh, really? Yeah. I actually just missed it. Yeah. That's so surprising. Hmm. It is a little bit. Context for, like, the time period it was. Yeah, yeah, for 30... I think this is probably 33 or 34 at this point. Probably still 33. I'm assuming, yeah, it's either one of the two. Yeah. I like that image of him just, like, chained up, and you see, like, the light coming down on him. Completely bored. He's, like, disinterested. And then he sees, Anne, is that you? And Brody's just like, is that Anne? Why did she, like, how did how did you, like, talk her into this? I feel like I'd be enjoying this stuff a lot more if it had just come, like, maybe 20 minutes earlier in the movie. Um, it's not her. Eh? Who are you? I agree. They should have cut out all the beginning New York stuff. Or almost all of it. Uh, Oh. Like this is the two and a half hour mark like oh man all right now i'm trying to look for like it really slowed down to reset for this whole new movie basically and it's not like like when isaac you when me you talked about uh wind called amnesia oh it was like the whole movie was super episodic yeah this doesn't feel that, that way it feels like one cohesive story but it very clearly resets to different sections of it and it's just no yeah i, I know what you mean it's just way too long is <laughs> the is the is the problem. I do like this song here though, so there you go, that's something. You know, all these songs, at least I saw in the credits, were from the original movie itself, so it's kinda of nice they brought those back. Oh, this song? Hmm. I could be wrong on that. But I just noticed that in the credits there were there were a lot of songs that came back. Oh, okay. This right here is a video game. Looks like a video game cutscene when they do the close-ups. Of yeah. Kong. Okay. Yeah, I saw what you meant. Yeah, something about the lighting definitely looked like that. But again, PS4, Xbox One era, so the ninth, eighth generation console, not the ninth. Yeah. Finally, we're getting away from this kind of slowed down period and getting some more intensity. Yep. It definitely did just grind to a halt for like maybe 25 minutes, it seemed like. Oh, there was a, a man of color, but he didn't look... Oh, yeah. He didn't look black, though. He I, he looked like Maori or something. And not Maori, though, but I'm just saying he looked like something else. I don't know what. I saw an uh, Eastern Asian-looking woman there. Seems like, That's cool. Again, I don't know if they have mandates if you have to cast this many New Zealanders, and oh, I don't no. know. But... <laughs> How that comes in? Oh, uh, yeah, I saw a woman who looked like East, uh, like East Indian, uh, in the audience. Oh, oh that poor woman <laughs> who also whose arms also should have probably been yeah, dislocated. She still got that. She had a piece <laughs> of that thing still attached to her. Oh, arm. just toss like a, a man, toss like a piece of. Man, he broke that shackle like nothing. I do love that. Yeah. Oh, I f- he just starts tossing women around in this. Yeah. <laughs> Better than in the 30s one. Some of the violence that he does to women is like disturbing. Even just people. Oof. Like at the end when he's attacking the, the villagers, some of that stuff's kind of disturbing in the, the 30s one. 
What's uh? Oh yeah, there was a Wilhelm scream that we I think I missed. Unless it hasn't come up yet. You was was the thirties film pre-code? Was was the was yes. the Hays Code thirty four? It's pre pre-code. Oh, okay. Oops, yeah. that's kind of a funny part. That's that's a funny scene. Just like, dang it, doesn't support his weight initially. Yeah, I do like that. He's, yeah, his head looked huge there. Look at him; he was just standing there the whole time, frozen. Yeah, got lucky. Eh, no, he doesn't need to. He's uh, he doesn't need to be affected by it. He's just uh, not even affected. I, doesn't mean he need to be killed by it. He'll just witness everything. I. And all the mayhem that he's caused here. Still think it takes some effort to break through that wall. I think. I yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah, probably. But he he's so enormous; it's hard to quantify. Square cubic's law that I have to you know, retrain my retrain. I gotta look that up again to make sure I'm well, but, correctly. But all these classic cars. I mean, you got to think like a lot of these are probably just like like recreations right they don't think they're actually crashing these oh real... yeah yeah of course yeah absolutely dude it's it's like if you've seen the fast and the furious movies and like behind the scenes of any of that like you'll understand what like they're doing i here. do think they're recreations or whatever you want to call them but i only saw like one real car uh oh the there's one minute there's been a bunch of them well i'm just in the last minute though like all the car carnage looked like cg cars oh, for boy. the most part yeah, it's whenever the extras are running around in front of a car, you can see the real ones. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of fake ones around. Yeah, anything they cra- anything they crash is is they, not real. All fake. Yeah, I mean the cars. Right yeah, there. yeah. It's like he just throws these chicks. Oh like God. her legs are broken. <laughs> he doesn't like 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 huck them. Just like tosses them aside. Just tosses them. <laughs> also, is he attracted to yellow cabs? No, he's just looking for yellow-headed chicks. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say. Well, yellow-headed women. Yellow haired woman, excuse me. Oh my me. god. Did he saw that girl in his hand when he just did that? They they never showed him like throw her. <laughs> I don't I, I hope not. Oh, and you can also tell this is yeah, a set be because it's you know, there's snow everywhere and she's not even like there's not even <laughs> an ounce of so visually, coming out of her. Visually Kong yeah. can recognize who is who is Naomi Watts. Because it, it would not be like how like Grills Kyle look the same to us until we really get to know him, but to him, all the women don't look the same. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, we saw those brides that he killed, apparently. So I guess he has a very particular... He knows what he likes. So. <laughs> I guess so. To him, to him, a white woman... fried corn. Or, I don't know if it's fried, but corn, that was corn. I, it looked like corn, yeah. It, looked, it was cobs and all that. Peter Minier, he's just tearing these motherfuckers apart. Yeah. To, to him... Get out of there. To him, a... um. A blonde white lady is exotic. Well, he likes the specific one. Clearly, he's tossed around these other well, chicks. That's true. You. What is he gonna do? I know you. <laughs> he wants to see what his insides look like. Insides of the car look like in this case. Uh, Brody looks good here. Something about his hair looks a little different. <laughs> Eric, did you ever see uh, Predators? Yeah, oh, I forget he's in that. I don't remember that he's in that, but okay. I always thought he was an incredibly forgettable lead in that, and I was like, oh, he should have been a supporting here. Oh, wait. Which was the one? Okay, okay, wait. Predators was the one that was like in space, right? But what was the name of the the newest one? The Predator. The Predator. Yeah, uh, horrible. Well, I saw both, but I couldn't Terrible. remember which was which. And I think I mentioned in that in our commentary there that 
hmm. people speculated that at the end, the cast in the casket at the end, it was Brody might have came been the <laughs> one to come out. That would have been funny. Well, at least you can now tell like which car he's in. I do like to see Kong navigating the the cityscape. Yeah, it's kind of interesting inside of a jungle or an urban jungle. Now there was a really big building a little while ago in the background that was not the Empire State Building and not <laughs> see the wooden Indian, um, and and it was not the Chrysler. But I don't know what building it was. Uh, I usually know the big ones. Oh, now we're doing a French Connection right here. Yep. Damn. Oh gosh! Oh, yeah, that's gosh. fucked. And he wasn't Brody. even wearing a seatbelt, by the way. Yeah, he's no. yeah, he's what? Come on, no blood, no, no blood, like, nothing. No way. <laughs> there, you did it, Kong. Yeah, that kind of impact. His face would have gone right to that steering wheel. And... Wait, why is Kong having this moment? He yeah. can smell her. Um, can he smell the my perfume guess. on her? Like past the perfume, he can still smell her. Hey, she's got her particular. Hey, the clock said, "Oh my god, this is weird." But according to the clock, it's only. Five o'clock, eight thirty. No, no, it said four forty-five. Hey, this is the depression. Unless I confused the the big hand with the little hand. This is yeah, the depression. I... They stopped paying the the clock setters. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my gosh, they made her look like. Jeez, she is. Yeah, it's, it's looking a little cold, you know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She should be like freezing right now. She should be absolutely. Trust Lord. me. Like okay. New York weather is completely different than Vancouver weather. I, I will admit that, but even still, like different latitudes, but like and longitudes. I'm not going to complain because she is a vision there, and me and Kong are we got the same look. <laughs> I agree. Those eyes, that hair, good grief! Wow. Yeah, I was had a big thing for Naomi Watts when I was a kid. I watched this. God has blessed her with beauty. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I was a big fan of the invasion. The invasion. Have you either you guys heard of that? The 2000s. I have not. There's a bunch of different things. Called. It was a 2000s remake. 2000s remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Daniel Craig and her. Oh. Oh no! I, oh, I don't think I saw yeah. that one. I think I read up about that one somewhere. I loved that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and of course the Ring. I I loved the Ring. I watched that all the time when I was when I was younger. Oh yeah, she's in the Ring. I forgot that. And Mulholland Drive. Although I didn't see that until years later, but she was quite good in that. I don't know what she's doing these days. I don't feel like I've seen her. Oh, The Impossible, I saw. She's done a couple things. She was in, what was that one that got, was that only like four takes? Um, Birdman. That's what she was in. She's in Birdman. Oh, was she? I hmm. think. I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just don't remember that. <laughs> I could be wrong on that. She's done something yeah. recently. She was quite good in The Impossible, that uh, movie with Tom Holland and Ewan McGregor, disaster movie. No idea what that is. Uh, it's over my head. Oh, really? Oh, I thought we talked about Isaac. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Okay. Uh, really quality little flick. But... I see the movie poster from 2012. Um, it is coming out. I mean, not, not that. Um, Holland Drive is coming out soon on Criterion 4K for the first time. I mean, for Criterion. Oh, wow. I am definitely going to pick up Mulholland Drive. I swear on my life, Criterion, if you re-release the Godzilla uh, Showa era stuff, I'm not going to be pleased. They're not. They're not. Oh, on 4K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. They're, that's not happening. I'll be miffed. Oh, she wasn't Birdman. Call it. 
Uh, I'll say this. Glad she's not in an MCU film or any superhero film at all. Oh, God. Yeah. And funny games. Ooh, yeah. That movie disturbed me very deeply. She was quite good in it. Little home invasion flick. Oh, my. Yeah, I saw probably too young. Probably <laughs> fine here now, I guess. Or years later, you're fine. Well, she played Diana in 2013. Princess Diana. Oh, her, I uh... could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. But have you seen the pictures of, uh, of what's her name? Kristen Stewart as Diana more recently? Yeah, I was trying to figure out some sort of joke to make about that, but I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised how much she looks like Diana because I wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it when you just picture yeah. Like Fastbender is Steve Jobs. Nope, but this is kind of a pretty scene here. Well, what do you guys think of this one? Nice little quiet moment, although again, it's too late in the film to be slowing down again. <laughs> it's like this movie has like kind of a like schizophrenic tone and kind of pace to it. Yes, it does. Oh, golly. <laughs> Looks pretty. I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry, Watts. I, I, I don't know if she's wearing a, uh, a bra or not. That's I commented on that's how you know it's cold on the set. So. Oh, fair but enough. No, it was just a joke. Okay. <laughs> that's also what I was saying I appreciate the uh, the costume costuming, but well the snow does not look good there. Yeah, Kayla doesn't believe in thermometers. I'm so sorry. Yes. Pr- pardon me for being prude. <laughs> or not prude. <laughs> oh and there we go. Oh man. Oh my. And now the action. Again, I mean it would have been a nice moment had it not been like two out two and a half hours in. Here's here's my joke. Peter Jackson wanted was so like enamored by Beauty and the Beast, nineteen ninety three, uh, or was it four? And she and he was just like, and he found out there was like two interquels, and so he was like, all right, I'm gonna make a complete version of Beauty and the Beast with like both parts to into it, where like they have Belle and the Beast, um, ice skating during wintertime. Oh no! But I put it at the end of the film instead. Some of these, some of these shots of her there look wow. really comical. The part of it looks so huge in this. It doesn't look that huge in real life, or as it as it just did just now. Even though we just saw the base of it, eh, it's larger than life. It's supposed to be. Yeah. A fun fact I learned. I didn't learn many about this movie, but one I learned is that the CG model of the Empire State Building for this movie took like eighteen months to make. I can believe that. But the real building took 15 months to build. But I'm <laughs> So it took longer to make the CG building than the actual real structure. That is very funny. Thank you for that tidbit. That is. It's the it's oh the union goodness. workers over at Weta. You know, everyone's got to yeah. take smoke breaks. And... Yeah, that's that's odd. Oh, that and all the accidental deaths they had. Uh, well, they <laughs> oh, well, together. Into that. <laughs> You can see the gift shop or something like uh, behind them. I love a gift shop. Little little golem dolls. <laughs> I hope that nowadays, if you scan, like, get permission to scan the Empire State Building, it doesn't take eighteen months to like render. <laughs> I would hope not. Like, I mean, why would it take? I mean, I don't know anything about CG or anything like that. Well, but it it looks like it's very uniform you know you know no i know what you mean especially since like unless they were trying to get like de- unless they were getting photos from like you know the, the era itself oh um, she looks uh dnr'd right now um yep 
Digital noise reduction. That's what that stands yeah. for. Even on the Blu-ray, she looked off. Something was something was not right there. Oh, here's the sunset. And so, so Check out sunrise. Sunset. Like it's Skull Island is mesmerized during the headlight. <laughs> uh, looking at the east right now. Skull Island looks so much bigger than Manhattan right. Island. If we're looking <laughs> in the east, then doesn't that mean that we should be looking out towards the Atlantic? Yeah. I like his little heart, little heart beating. Well, then why the f*** are we looking towards Queens, the Bronx, and like, you know, the mainland? Well, hold on. Hold on. I got to get a good look at this of where we're at. Unless we're looking at it north. But it definitely looks like he's looking north-south. Yeah. Um, but I got to get a better angle on this. Yeah, no, you'll get another, you'll get a really good angle at some point. Again, we get slowing down here for another quiet moment. Yeah. It's like, it's two, it's two hours and 45 minutes in here. Let's keep the momentum up. <laughs> Can't just start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. Okay, so it's so he's facing north right now. But the sun is coming up from the west, it looks like. Well, I'm saying if that's supposed to be the east, so that would be Long Island. Suppose I have even another look. <laughs> I'm sure we see the Atlantic, I hope. Because what you're seeing from there is north, is Long Island, which is getting, you know, obviously you got to get past that before you get to the... Yeah, Atlantic. Um, oh, really? Okay, I know I'm wrong. Yes, that. I don't know my geography of New York. If, if they were further south, then you would. Yeah, then you. Could oh, apparently, see the open ocean. Peter Jackson's one of these gunners in the in one of the ships or planes. Oh, well, there's somebody else notable who's one of the pilots, one of the air airplane pilots in this. I don't know if we'll be able to recognize them. Jolly, New York's so big. Like every video game. <laughs> well, I've it looks. It looks bigger here. I, I guess so, but every video game I've ever played that's in New York and it's open world, like Spider-Man. just doesn't. Yeah, Spider-Man prototype, like is uh, just does not do any like justice. Again, like, it's so small. Yeah, like when I was on the World Trade Center on, on the roof, like of course you see all this stuff, but it Manhattan Island looks skinnier, like long and skinny, whereas here it's just boom, it's just everywhere. Um, but. No, one of the pilots, maybe it's that one. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's that one. It's one of them. Uh, <laughs> he, Is it Randy he, Quaid? He, he, no, he played um, He played Kong in the suit in the 70s version. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, apparently he's not, I mean, that's not his thing. Uh, he's known for doing a creature and uh, like creature work in movies, uh, that's what yeah. he actually does. Uh, like David Prowse, or no, like uh, like the guy who did the stuff, um, the famous guy who did like the stuff in Aliens and probably Stan some Cronenberg stuff. Um, but he was known for doing creature effects and monster effects. But he just happened to be the guy also in the suit in the seventies, Kong. Oh golly! Uh, maybe oh, that's up. interesting. I'll look him up. Oh, by the way, Jeez. she's about to climb this ladder here. In the behind the scenes, they showed a visit that they all did to the Empire State Building. And she suggested, because she saw that ladder, she's like, oh, wouldn't it be better if I climbed up the ladder? She was originally <laughs> going to go upstairs in the initial one. Up the stairs, yeah, I see. Oh, it's such a CGI-looking building. It looks like the yeah. the old video game Mist from like the 90s. There's the Atlantic. Okay, there's the Atlantic. Yeah, shouldn't it be coming up from that side? What's something wrong on that? Yeah, there's yeah, there it is. There's the Atlantic. Like, shouldn't that be where the sun's cut? Co- Never mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, really, again, yeah. that's Long Island. You're seeing Long Island. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Like every 
person from New York is like screaming at me, shut your <laughs> mouth, you stupid person. Because you got to go further south where the uh, Statue of Liberty is to get past Long Island. Well, and I also, looking over my notes here, I forgot to mention, during the whole bug sequence, Peter Jackson was actually in the motion capture uh, doing all the Jack Black scenes. Oh. So I could figure out where to put the bugs. It looked pretty funny watching him go like crazy on the in that very un- unattractive looking suit that he was wearing. Oh, there's a Daily Planet. I saw it. It was on the far oh, right. Nice. Oh, really? <laughs> little... Oh, that's awesome. Well, well, no, I don't know if it was Daily Planet, but it, it was a building that had a clock and it had a, like a, like a globe on the top. Which probably was modeled after the, or the Daily Planet modeled after. Uh, it could have been a reference. That would have been modeled cool. Modeled itself after. That been, but it's Universal though, not DC or Warner Brothers, excuse me. Still, it could have a little visual reference by uh, Jackson. Yeah, what would he do with a uh, with a oh, Warner Brothers there's, property? That'd be interesting. There's a factory there. It looks like the one from uh, the Pink Floyd album cover. Um, animals. Right there on the right. Yeah, center. I see it. I, I see it. <laughs> was it was it the Empire State Building in that horrible Daleks in Manhattan episode? Was that what they were building? Yes, oh, yes it was. Yes, it was. It, so, yeah. So, apparently, the roof was what built to... Uh, so you could, um, what do you call it? Like dock, uh, uh, what do you call them? The big inflatable things. Um, not blimps, but the dirigibles. Oh, Zeppelin? Yeah, Zeppelin. Supposedly, according to the Doctor Who episode, um, they designed the top, the roof of the uh, Empire State Building so you could dock Zeppelins and people could like get on and off of Zeppelins from the oh, wow. from the rooftop. Oh, but that little dome that that Kong's standing in. Yeah, Peter Jackson and uh, someone else actually got to go up there, and he signed his name. Nice. Peter Jackson, cool. uh, 2003. Yeah. They said they were only uh, out of a handful of people who actually got to go up there. I guess so. Nice teep and her push kick. <laughs> um, oh, and also, I guess, these these biplanes, um, I think these, what did they say, B-17s or something like that on the side? Uh, they are absolutely modeled after this, a similar model to the uh, Last Crusade planes, or plane so, that Indy and his dad are in. Oh, I was looking up the actor who played Kong in the seventies. I had no idea that Peter Cullen did the voice for Kong in the seventies movie. Did he seriously? Cullen, yes, I never knew that. So he's in the Predator guy? and Optimus Prime. Holy yes, crap. the same guy, the same guy. He did the They're voice all in the seventies. Wow. Yeah, Optimus Prime is also is also Eeyore. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Forgot to mention yeah. that. Well, he does a much better job there than he does as uh, Rick. Optimus. I swear Baker. he does a good job. Oh yeah, Rick Baker. Rick yeah. Baker was the guy in the suit, and he also won the Academy Award for the uh, special makeup effects for American Werewolf in London. Yep, excellent work there. Oh boy. Not so great when he's working with De Laurentiis on uh yeah, King Kong. Boy oh boy, but but they're there they had their budget massively. You're cut. about to die there. Oh, apparently he's in the same airplane with Peter Jackson. So they're like pilot and gunner together. Nice. Um, and I think they're the ones who are supposed to shoot Kong down, so we'll be looking. Yeah, I'll watch. Uh, oh boy. That did not look right. <laughs> she looked like she fell way far before you had a chance to catch her, but uh, it's all in the parallax. I'm telling you, all this, yeah, all these views of like this is not what New York looks like. <laughs> if you were actually on top of the Empire State Building, it is. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I mean, it's obviously done for the movie visuals, 
but it's a movie it verse. Would not, it would not look like this. Also, watch your hands. Gee, else that glass is weird. Yeah. <laughs> that glass is very weird. Um, yeah, the glass breaking. Uh, or is it IF seventeen? Wait, looks like IF candy 17. glass. Wait, it breaks. Like I'm gonna say, I'm a better animator than these people are. No. I'd love to be a good animator like these guys. Why would you ever fly too close? Oh, Take this. Boom. Well, he was like down on the side, then he leapt up. I mean, the guy couldn't. Uh... You just don't get that close. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you can't be. Well, even then, like to buildings, like, yeah, you can't get that close. He's 20 feet, 25 feet tall. His wingspan can't be too much bigger than 50 feet. Just his reach. stay away. Man, she looks pretty there. God damn. I don't think there's a... His little nub of an ear. His little, like... Uh... Jeez. <laughs> Call, talk about cauliflower ear. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like a UFC really fighter. Ear. It's like barely three feet tall or something. Well, it's not just UFC fighters. It's also wrestlers. Not professional yeah, wrestlers, some, but like actual... Some like, pro wrestlers. I guess, yeah, some pro wrestlers have that. I don't know if Kurt Angle had that or not. I feel like he yeah, probably had Angle a had it beautiful little. one. Yeah. Downtown looks so little. He looks so sad. Oh, that's uptown. That's down. Okay, that's downtown. Why the f does Central Park look flooded? I guess that's what it was back in the day. There's, you, can see, you can see New Jersey. And Staten, you can see everything. She was probably supposed to be taking that same elevator initially. See, U.S. Navy. I feel like they did. I wonder if that's Rick Baker there. Probably. Oh, he looks terrible there. He looks just like in the the King Kong video game from two thousand five. Hey, I hear that game was actually really good. Like Ubisoft did a good job. I remember playing it. I do not remember being very good. Okay, it's been a long, long time. I guess this guy doesn't. See, the pilot doesn't see Anne right there. He's like, so. oh my god, he's just giving birth to a human woman. <laughs> Thought that was his tiny white dick. I'm so confused. Tiny little dick. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Look how little he is. There should have been way more. Crazy. Like, what is it? Wind, not wind. It was incredibly small. It's his little perch up there too. <laughs> that building looks weirdly modern behind her. Also, where's the where's the turbulence on on both Kong and and her? By the way, like they're up here. There should be like, it should air current should be like you know hitting them right now. Unless I'm wrong on that. I don't know if there was like wind current or uh, tur turbulence when you were up on like Empire State. Sorry. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was windy. Not windy like it was going to blow me off or anything. No, that's but, true. But something you do notice on the Empire. I mean, the World Trade. I never went in the Empire. The World Trade Center when you're on the roof, it's designed to bend and sway a little bit. So you the actual the building sways just a little bit and you can feel that. No, it's like all buildings are supposed to be like that so that they can like is it not right. resistant to any like earthquakes. Right. But I'm saying you can kind of a little bit feel it almost like if you're on a ship and it was just barely, barely kind of moving. There's some swage. Yeah. So yeah, when he was holding her just a little while ago, I was thinking her neck must be so fucked from all the uh, whiplash. Oh, dude. So much like she's got to do neck ups. <laughs> yeah. Like when she hits 40, she'll, her neck will be just done. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, this is the Perry shot that we were talking about earlier. The what shot? <laughs> the Perry from Caves Van. Oh, oh. <laughs> also, she did this all in high heels. Props to her. Oh, it's his thumbs covering it up, but <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Jeez. No, I was just saying from the for, to be the real Perry shot, you know. 
Oh my gosh, I know what you're saying. I completely forgot to make my Iron Giant reference. Oh, Superman. No, 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 where like he tells her to like stay and then he goes. Oh, I freaking love that movie. I've been waiting for that to come out of 4K. It might be digital 4K, I think, out now, but not. I'll check that out. On disc. I like how he just falls so kind of like yep. just casually. Once he lets let's go, it's done. Dang, not bad. Oh my god, he's gonna fall in the street. First yep. this, then if this if this was in thirty four, then fifty years later, the state of Marshmallow Man falls down. Dana Dana Billing or Dana Barrett's apartment it causes a hell of a mess when just humans jump off buildings. And it, yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. As a kid, I was always like, he should have splatted. Yeah, his arm should have come apart. Everything should have been just destroyed. If the state of Marshmallow <laughs> Man, you know, like fell down and like burst into like you know marshmallow everywhere. It's like so should he. Yeah, concrete it, it has no give. I mean, he breaks it apart and it breaks him apart. I that's guess so. It but I guess it's PG-13, and they don't want to get too uh, grotesque, but I wish they did. They are so casually just standing on the top of that building. Yeah, look at him. He looks yeah. like... I realize a lot of stuff just happened already, too, but still. Like, you're on top of the Empire State Building, one of the eight wonders of the world. Oh, she's got the I heels think. on, too. Yeah, I said that before. I was like, Climb that ladder in the props heels. to her for, like, you know, going on heels. Okay, that last shot didn't look geographically proper. But I'm anyway. not gonna say anything just because I saw like, the Chrysler building and that didn't make sense. Well, I'm sure they. Oh, never mind. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. This should be all like this should be a grotesque. This should be blood. Yeah, look, all the over concrete's the place. not even broken. Like just concrete's completely fine. It's like he weighed nothing. No, nobody's ever seen a beach whale before. Like this doesn't count at all. Oh my Ooh, gosh. Look at these guys. It's like Planet of the Apes, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I didn't even know that. Like, I don't. I don't know if uh, Rise was, but Dawn and War were both done by Matt Reeves. I didn't even know that. It wasn't circus. The circuses oh. was in those too, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- excellent performance there. I actually liked that third movie, but I don't know if I feel the same if I saw it again now. Oh, uh, this was supposed to be Faye Ray initially. Peter Jackson and uh, Naomi Watts went and met her, and there was some tentative talks that she would do this line. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, you mean the line I always say, <laughs> which I got it wrong. It's it, he says it was beauty killed the beast. Where I go, twas beauty that killed the beast. Yeah, you always dress it up a little much, but yeah, I didn't. Well, <laughs> no fair. I still I, don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it worked better in the the thirties one. Is just kind of a line to end it. This one, yeah. it's like, are you delusional? You killed him, you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah, old Arabian proverb, my rear. <laughs> I do love when this comes up right here. It gives like kind of an elegant uh, end to it. Yep. And that's it. But It's over. Um, these were, I can tell, these, these were remade for the disc. Uh, these uh, closing credits. No, that's fair. They do that all. That, that's a normal practice. Like on, I mean, they, they even did it in the VHS days sometimes. But, uh, but yeah. Andrew Lesney. There's that guy again. Oh, boy. Not a fan of him. Uh, he he can often be a good cinematographer, but sometimes he also has that kind of hacky quality. Where, like, again, we talked about him during um, what's it called, Last Airbender. Oh, 
Oh, I see. Everything looked super plasticky and crap. And I was like, that. dude, light it better. What the fuck? When's that going to come out in 4K? <laughs> whatever uh, whatever oh. happened to Jimmy? Oh, there's Christian Rivers. Christian Rivers. He's in Howard. Where's Jimmy at? Like, uh, what happened to him? What happened to the, 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 the captain? Jimmy Olsen? No. Oh, the kid. Yeah, 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 that's right. He left completely once they went to New York. I certainly agree that not only watched it got in first billing. Like, she certainly, like, stole the show. That, that makes me think of, um, what's his name? Vince Vaughn in Jurassic Park, The Lost World. We oh, focus yeah. on him a ton. Once they go to New York, he's gone. <laughs> they, should bring, they should bring him back in one of these uh, Chris Pratt sequels. Like, how they brought back Malcolm and... <laughs> this person that actually person. i don't think it was new york i think it was san francisco yeah i thought it was like san francisco yeah. san diego or yeah. something like that. i don't know i've yes, seen this correct correct yeah because the island is off the southwest coast kyle chandler related to michael and andy circus is kong and whatever his other character was called we'll see it in a second well i guess with the the final credits here we can give our final thoughts before we jump into the yes. randomizer I want, who wants to who who should we flip the coin to go first here with our final thoughts? But, I, uh, <laughs> I I I I volunteer and or uh, recommend Eric goes first. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, you know I use the the Letterboxd app to track you know when I watch movies, and yep. so when I checked it off again right now, um, I see that I gave it four stars the last time I watched it, which is a year and a half ago approximately. I don't feel that's what it was. I changed my my score to three just now. Um, I still liked it. I still like it. I still think it's a, a, a cinematic achievement of sorts. But mm-hmm. no, it hasn't really dated that well as other movies have from this time and preceding time and, and after this. So, God, he should, someone else should come out with a director's cut, where, which, which is a shortened cut um, or something. Like I'm just thinking about because like Let It Be just got re-released again, like remastered and redone again. The Beatles album uh, just very recently. Yeah, I heard and, that. and so like there should be like a two-hour twenty or two-hour ten-minute version, tightening things up, and I think like it would be a much better thing. Um, it's like they have, they have some cuts of like Phantom Menace where they take out Jar Jar or something. Um, <laughs> there should be some kind of special cut for this. That. And I think it'd be a lot better movie. Um, but uh, you know, I almost enjoyed watching Godzilla 98 with you guys more. Than this. <laughs> well, thanks. Just being honest, just being honest. I almost enjoyed that experience more. So there's Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the movie just went on for so long. It's it starts to you know the flaws start to point out even more because you're like ah oh, it just keeps going and ah oh, this isn't looking as good as it looked like ten minutes ago and that's fair. Then the logic starts to drop off. It definitely gets worse as you go on, but I think it has a pretty good start. And I do like a lot of the Kong stuff, but yeah, just way too long focusing on characters that we don't give a fuck about. Too much dumb humor and. It may be too ambitious with the with the special effects. I don't know. I, I yes. Yeah, so, so I'm still I'm still mixed on. It. I've always been mixed on it. I enjoy parts, but yeah, the whole doesn't quite come to much. So kind of a letdown. But but how about you, Isaac? Would you go back to this? Oh, of course. Anytime soon. Actually, both of you. Would you guys go back to this? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to. I mean, I will. I guess I have to. 
Well, I don't, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm definitely more into the Godzilla stuff though more uh, than I am into Kong in general. So, but I still haven't seen a lot of Kong. So, hard well, to say. that can be alleviated at some point if that were the case. <laughs> I mean, I own most of them, but I still haven't watched them all. As for me, well, again, I have to first state um, a, a, a good job, uh, a grand job to everybody who worked on this film. Um, you know, yeah, it's is 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 it rough? Again, keep in mind, two thousand five. Like this was two thousand. These these yep. these effects yeah, but, probably were like the best they ever could have been uh, at that point. Maybe I don't know. It's, it's some 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 of it feels lazy, which is strange, and some of it works ac- excellently well. And other things, it's like well, uh, uh, fair enough. <laughs> and looking in it on twenty twenty one, it's it's very different. Um, and you can see some of the the paint drying through or paint cracking through. So yeah, but still like uh, a good job to everybody on uh, anybody who worked on this film. I hope you guys have gone on to do other great things. Uh, ones that we could all recommend, um, you know, whether that's the, any of the laborers or production people or, you know, the writers, the just anybody really like, I hope you guys have done a good job. This is a good piece, but at the end of the day, how was the story by Mr. Jackson? Because story is always what matters. But in this case, it was also the effects. That was, that was the other thing that may have uh, questioned us. Um, by the way, what does WETA stand for? I just realized because it just popped up on screen there. Mm, have to look that no up. Clue. Okay, it's just like they call it WETA. Okay, that's just all I'll it look is. It up. I'll look it up. Thank you. Um, would I watch this again? Unless somebody asked me to, no. Like, I, I probably would not. Um, but where does this stand for me in comparison to the last film? I'm not pointing this. Yes. In, okay. That's what I was curious First about. off, uh, way better than Kong, King of Atlantis. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but, um, of course. Gun Between My Head, this or the Skull Island. I would actually say this. Oh, wow. I would uh, watch this over Kong Skull Island. Uh, even what though did that- you like? more about this one um well one the the kong lady uh i prefer this kong lady over that kong lady and she wasn't a kong lady she was okay she's blonde and she spends time with kong in a different way doesn't matter she still does and so therefore they're uh she's still kong lady if you ask me Um, i well i disagree that's fair the um this is obviously I'll say this about Scotland is that it's way more a original story uh, than this is. This is an adaptation of the original one. I mean, not to say that Scotland is not an adaptation, but this is a, or trying to, this is trying to be way more um, a direct, like almost recreation, I guess, if you want to call it that uh, of the 33 movie and expand on it. So I very, very ambitious, but uh, was it way too ambitious? Probably perhaps. Um, but it, it certainly pushed the boundaries of what you could do with this kind of oh, Blake Neely. Interesting. Um, well, it could push the boundaries of what, uh, an adaptation could be, I guess, back in the day, unless I'm just talking out of my rear on that. So praise to all these <laughs> praise to everybody here. Um, and yet, yeah, there was some problems with it. It, it felt like, yeah, I don't know, it just, well, it, it felt like maybe disjointed as well, but Oh, hugely, hugely. We we kept complaining like, oh, it's like stopping and starting constantly. 
But I gotta complain here some more. Because your 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 complaint with uh or at least your comparison between this and Skull Island yes. came down to uh what's her name? No, I said that's one part of it. I didn't say that was the only yeah, part of <laughs> well, I'm curious what else you got, because she was such a non entity in that I movie. I mean, yeah, she she's barely... not a character at all in that film, just a talking yeah. piece or whatever, talking head, but um... barely any scenes. So I mean it's hard to you can't... Really I don't know. Fair. I mean, like, obviously, I think I said in that film that John C. Riley is the best part in that film, which he absolutely is. And uh, I like this part. This film is dedicated to love and respect to the original adventures of yeah. adventurers of, Call, of Skull Island. All these guys. Very nice. Thank you for putting that in there. That's very respectable. Yeah, that's nice. I, I would say. But um, maybe there isn't much good. I don't know. I just I just I like this more. Um, and. No, no, I don't really have much else to say about that. Wow, <laughs> I can't really I just... think of it on on like topic of that. Maybe I'll probably elaborate that more at a speakeasy down the line. I just did a deep dive on Weta. I had no idea. So Weta, it doesn't. It's not an acronym, which I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be like Wellington so something. Oh. Um, yeah, but Weta is actually a reference to the insect, the Weta which is a very New Zealand thing. Um, Weta, it's not just one type of insect, but it's the whole family of these uh, very large, they're relatives of crickets, but they look like scary battle crickets. Uh, They don't have like wings and they just look like ferocious crickets. And they're really big. There's a photo of what I'm looking at. You have to imagine a cricket that's like as big as a mouse or maybe even bigger. And these are some of the, largest heaviest um insects in the world fascinating um and weta the name of the animal or the insect it's a maori word but you have to put the i forget what they're called in 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 writing the lines uh, that go above letters like yeah the, you have to put the horizontal line and above the e and the a in for maori yeah because that because otherwise if you don't put the lines that's a different Maori word, which yeah, uh, which means um, excrement uh, or filth. <laughs> so it's important you put those lines oh, if you want to. If you're talking about the insect or excrement filth, but yeah, look at the weta. It's God. This thing's enormous. It's really it's like as big as a hamster. Maybe that's um, what we saw in the film when they were. Uh, oh, they I, I have no rodent. doubt about it. There had to be like numerous wettas like all over the damn movie. Nice, because uh, holy shit, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, Eric, for doing that. That was uh, very I had no idea. <laughs> now you, we learn something new every day. <laughs> oh, but I guess now that we've reached the end of this show here, we'll get down to our, I guess, main attraction in some ways. Well, I mean, like this, this is still <laughs> the commentary is like the main attraction as well, but this is just the. Um, <laughs> The icing on the cake, the cherry on top. Yeah, the thing that I've been waiting for all this time. All right, so everybody, we all know it's gonna place your bets. It's Kong seventy six or another Kong movie. And I there's no way that's it's so rigged. If it's Kong seventy six, I have not yeah, tampered it's... with that thing since I was at his house last. And I don't know. Did y'all already do Kong the original or or no? Nope. Oh. Just those three Kongs. Uh, uh, this one, Kong Skull Island, and the one that came after King of this Atlantis. One. Thank you, King. I keep forgetting. Uh, but it's randomizing as we speak. We'll find out what it is. In... Working. Super excellent. Working. Super excellent. 
Godzilla's Revenge, 1969. Oh, okay. Going back to show era. Yes. I'm trying to remember what uh, what other name this goes under. Yeah, it definitely has a different name. Godzilla's um, Revenge. Oh no, this this might be my absolute least favorite. Oh Godzilla no. Oh, oh no. Monsters Attack. Oh, is this the one that's almost like a bottle show? Oh, yes, the clip show. Oh, it's like the only thing that could be worse than Godzilla, Son of Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, right. oh we, we, we stay with King King K for like three movies, and we're going back to King G himself. Your randomizer is the worst. This, yeah, oh, it's horrible. No. Wow. Oh, well, at least this one's a short one. So <laughs> that's true. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, you know what we're doing next. Get your uh, everybody get watching with that one and get your criterion <laughs> edition of this piece of crap. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited oh. for this now. I can't wait. Oh, but thanks again, Eric, for, for coming on yet again. <laughs> sure, my pleasure. My pleasure, you too, Isaac for this very long episode. Yes, thanks everybody for being here tonight. It was very fun. Thank you guys for 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 watching this. And catch us on the next one. Peace. Peace.